Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here on Monday, May the 25th, 2020, as we are here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling yet again for episode number 178. As always, I'm Joe Morata, joined by Mr. Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy, diddy. How's it going lately? Uh, good. Yeah, you uh, doing all right? I'm doing good. Still I'm, I'm, running? I'm holding through. I'm running. Uh, leg day would be proud. Running and ramen? Yeah, running and ramen. <laughs> That's what's going on in the world of Quinn lately. Yeah. And folks, we're going to be talking to you about what's going on in the world of retro wrestling. We have some great topics in store for you, as always. And thank you again for being with us here. Before we get to anything, though, we have a Twitter presence. We are present on Twitter. We are. <laughs> we're there. We're, we're on the Twit. We <laughs> we are very Twit. Twit.com. Twit. Yep. That's, and if, that's a site. You can find us on Twit.com at OVP podcast. Very simple. Lots of retro video clips and stuff like that. So if you don't follow us there and you have a Twitter, check it out. You can also email us if you want to at OVP podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP podcast at gmail.com. But really, the best place if you want to actually talk to me and Quinn and hundreds of other retro wrestling fanatics is where again, Quinn? Where is uh, that? Facebook.fanatics. Okay, Facebook.fanatics. It's a yeah. new site. Uh, okay. new, new URL for the uh, the group here. Right. Facebook.fanatics. What's the whole deal with that? What do so, we do? So they have a search bar. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's really neat. Right. Um, and you type our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast bing bang boom tubes gore kaflui all the normal yeah all the normal accoutrements yeah. and, and things that go along with the internet right um, of course. you hit the group join group button and you're in that's it you get let into the group yeah and there, there's some rules about um dingusing there's just one yeah you, and you know what it is you don't do it yeah, you, you don't, don't do it you don't, you don't do dingus one. that's it before you join the group there literally is a rule that says uh, don't be a dingus yeah why don't we just shorten it let's make it even easier don't dingus don't well, let's dingus. Just get a shirt that says don't dingus hey i'm down for that uh, if you want to be down for the talk though yeah you just don't be a dingus to go to our facebook group the point is is don't yeah. be down with the dingus <laughs> please the point <laughs> is that you know we know on the internet the wrestling internet i believe it's called the internet wrestling community the there iwc can, yes that there can be a lot of negativity and things like that and what we try to do is we don't avoid disagreements we don't avoid you know disparate opinions and things yeah. we avoid dingusry yes that's what we avoid we avoid the iwcd Internet wrestling community dinguses. Right. We just avoid that. Yeah. Be nice. Be respectful. Disagree if you want to. That's fine. But talk about the old wrestling and a little current, too, if you want to. That's over on Facebook. Now, if you like OVP, let's say you've been listening to us for the last month or two. Maybe you're getting caught up going through the archives. Some people do that. Or maybe you're a long timer and you've just been forgetting to sign up for Patreon. If you want to support me and Quinn, and if you want the extra content that goes along with that, there's hordes and storehouses of extra content, silos yeah, full of it's, them. it's kind of like, remember in Indiana Jones yeah. when they were like taking the Ark and they were like putting it in that warehouse or yeah. whatever? That's like all That's of what our, it is. our footage is in there too in some corner somewhere. <laughs> exactly. And you can pull it right out of the corner for just five bucks a month over there on patreon.com slash OVP podcast. That gets you everything, including the pay-per-view reviews out now is Royal Rumble 90 for June 
WrestleMania 6. So wow. uh, more info to follow on that. But if you want to support Quinn and I, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Michael, we're actually winding down the season. We're getting close to the end here. We're getting windy. We're getting windy, but it's been a fun uh, journey as we have given, you know, Quinn and I have been wrestling fans now for over 25 years each. Yeah. That's 50 years combined. That's a long time. It's near 100 years. <laughs> it's closer almost, to 100. Almost. Yes. Every, anything's near 100 years. And when you start watching wrestling as a kid, yeah. right, you're a kid and then you become a teenager and then you a young adult now you're old like we are. And when you're old like we are, sometimes you look back to the past and your preferences have changed. Your right. opinions have changed. That's a thing. Sometimes even your perspective changes and this season we've been doing a segment called Fresh Perspective. The sound of freshness. Hi, King. Hi, King. So, Quinn, this has been a segment where we've just kind of been going through things that we used to think. We used to. And now we think differently about something, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Such as Todd Pettengill, Lord Alfred Hayes. Uh, right. You did the Attitude Era recently. This week it is your pick, so what are we talking about? Right, so this is kind of uh, almost a part two, if you will, from oh, my last pick. A part duh? Yeah, a part duh. Okay. Um, this is the new gen era fresh perspective tap into the future experience the new wwf generation this is a weird fresh perspective because growing up i thought the new gen era i was like this is fucking awesome well, yeah that's when we got it, into it right and then like i realized like the attitude era came along and i was like wow that new gen era sucked ass right. and like for a long time it's always been like fuck todd <laughs> fuck doc <laughs> like you know fuck like diesel yeah diesel the right. stinks <laughs> Stephanie why why is it in an aircraft hangar in your like, house in your house Quang. yeah it's it's a piece of shit well done the guy with the that takes the things out of his mouth fantasia <laughs> like you know that's hebner's underwear well, I think. and they're striped mantar barry like, dudinsky right like all these things right glass table Glass table, right. action zone in general. And it, yeah, it doesn't have a great reputation amongst most of the IWCD. Right. The I, especially the dingus yeah. category there. But um, yeah, it's it's noted as horrible and probably the worst era of wrestling to ever exist or something, right? But but my fresh perspective is, is that this era, especially I flipped on some old superstars recently from that era, 1996, I think it was. Yes, yeah. And I don't know what it is. It's like, maybe it's just looking back. It's sort of like charming how like dumpy it is. For, it's not that bad. I don't know like what it's it fun. is about it, though. That's like it reaches out to me this to this day. Maybe it's just because I was there kind of thing. There's like, always that. Yeah, I don't know. But because these were like the things I witnessed, like Sonny gets slopped right. and like the Godwins and and Steve Austin, Savio Vega Steve, feud, Steve right? Austin, That's Sonny, going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the new rockers. The, yeah, all this shit, and I'm witnessing Zip. it going down. Yeah, over again, and I'm just like, oh man, I remember when it was like, just simpler, right? It was just like I didn't have a frame of reference because I started wrestling, like watching wrestling yeah. then, and like to me, this was just like what it what was, it was right? Yes. He's a cool undertaker, Shawn Michaels, heartbreaker. How do we get to the new gen? I guess I'll do a very brief right. recap, okay? As we all know, it was the Hulk Hogan show from like 1984 until about 1993, in and out, 92, 93. What happened in 93, though, and for various reasons that we're not going to get into, is there was an exodus of a lot of stalwarts, which kind of started in 92. Warrior's gone. Mm-hmm. Piper's gone. Jake Roberts is gone. Savage isn't really wrestling, and then he leaves in 94. Even your announcers, Bobby Heenan, the voice of right. you know heel commentary, Gorilla Monsoon, the voice of face commentary, phases out. Gene Okerlund leaves. A lot of talent leaves. Obviously, Hulk Hogan in the summer of '93. And honestly, between late '93 and late '96, 
they did the best they kind of could with what they had. Right. And, and that's not, where we're going. And not only that, with all of this going down, um, there was a general in throughout the entire wrestling business, um, a general downturn yeah. in gates and money and Attendance, merchandise, rights, everything. You, you like, know it, right? Everything went down. Um, you know, I, I saw actually a decent um shoot like one of those like you know two three minutes with Cornette or something talking yeah and he would just he kind of laid out how when he started smoky mountain for example he had like had to put like financial outlooks together and shit like yeah, that right like, when you start a company and, and stuff and he remembers yeah like we thought going in we thought the business was going to continue just like 91 91 right? yeah and he's like but there was a general downturn starting around right around then and then, and then, <laughs> yeah. the added, then you know all those people left and blah 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 yeah. so it's like it kind of let leads us into the next gen exodus yep. like this horrible <laughs> like just everything is worse than it was and that is a uh, kind of in some ways not wwf's fault entirely i mean to an extent it is but to put Bret Hart at the top of the pack after trying the Luger thing and having Yokozuna, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, a lot of fresh faces, yeah. Owen Hart, One Two Three Kid, Tatanka. <laughs> yeah, there's so, some good in there, and I so, guess that's where you want to get to. I think first I want to start with that. I think WF in the end they took a lot of shit for it from about you know ninety three to ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, um, in the end they were justified in building on youth. I agree with you. Um, they they were because I they, agree because WCW looked like they made the right decision picking up Hogan and stuff like that for a while for during, a short term business. They clearly did right. right. They, they looked like wow. Clearly, WF, what are they thinking? Like right. there, there's no guarantee with these guys like Ringmaster and Bret Hart, even and, Bret Hart, and yeah, even Shawn Michaels, it, absolutely. You know, like there and, and some of the stars they were pushing Diesel. There's no yeah, it was a tough you one. You know, like there's no. Any, there was no, there's no positive return on investment. Right, right exactly. Know? But they were proven correct in the end by this investment. But I think what resulted was this era of experimentation. A lot of it, it was it was hit or miss. Sometimes they would take like the old ideas, like like I always point to the Sunny getting slopped as like a real fun, like very eighties, very eighties, but it done right and kind of funny. super fun. Yeah, and actually the angle is honestly mixed with a little bit of um. Like the speech Sonny gives before is something I never heard on WF before that point where she talking where shit she, about Phineas basically. Where she and, like well she reigns him in and yeah. she and she says oh like she tricks him. Yep, I remember. And like it's really fun and she slaps him mm -hmm. and like this is stuff you didn't see before. And then it goes into the old school like put the put, goo on her, put, put the slime on her yeah. or whatever. Do you actually think that somebody like me would be anywhere near involved? With a dirty, filthy, no good, lousy, rotten, pig-headed, hog-farming, hillbilly like you? I don't know! It's stuff like that that I feel like, yeah, this era was bad, but it had its moments, and it wasn't, like, the worst shit ever. Sometimes I, I think it's less bland in a weird way than now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the other thing it had is a lot of good matches. If you like good matches, right. they did have them. Let's be honest here. To be I mean, fair to them, they really did. It's just they, it's because the undercard was so weak. The, the, top, the star power wasn't there, right? Right. The, the top end had to carry absolutely everything. Right. And the overall look there was a lot of cost cutting going on, especially in '95. Right. Uh, the overall look kind of suffered. They were in smaller places. The pyro was always too smoky, which made it look cheap. I think it's because the buildings were smaller, <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's they true. were using the same pyro they would right. always use, but it's like it's like occupying the whole fucking right. building. 
But think about some of the great pay-per-view matches that there were uh, during the new genera. I'm talking, obviously, the, the paraladder matches with Shauna Razor were really good. Yeah, I always think of Diesel and Brett, their Survivor matches. Series. Even King of the Rings was good. They're the all Ro- good. The Royal Rumble yeah, one. they're all good. They're very good. Sean and Diesel in April of 96 was yeah. really good. Uh, obviously, Brett and Sean, while not an all-time classic of the Iron Man, it's still good in right. terms of wrestling. It's not my you, favorite. You had the tag pairing of Owen Hart and the British Bulldog were really good. Excellent, yeah. yeah. Uh, even the Guns did some good work. Yeah, the Guns. To, to their credit. The Guns were an underrated team i always felt um because i think nobody likes billy like now and bart is considered some weird guy that just left the business right that's they never really got their props as like a decent tag they were pretty damn good they were pretty damn good one two three kid in the early part of the era was like this interesting like oh this is like a cruiserweight (laughs) guy but he's like hanging with the heavier guys or whatever that was a cool idea uh razor ramon just in general was a a promising character like people were invested in him had a good match with diesel he was a little edgy for his time period especially when you got the toddster fucking over there (laughs) yeah uh i mean in general there were some good main event matches there bret hart bulldog in uh december 95 was very good right it's tough to find some a bad pay-per-view main event with bret hart on top and i'm not just trying to put bret over uh, and then Diesel, obviously, the Diesel era, I think, is one of the main reasons that the new generation gets so maligned. But what do you think about that? So I think it's this time period of like, I think Diesel's run was so hit or miss because if you paired him with the guys that were good, it was awesome. Like, like Bret Hart. When he, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Shit, man. We fucking get it. You love Bret Hart. It's fine. You know, I thought I could have a good match with Diesel. We all understand. Shut up about it now. But also, you're right. When he was paired with Brett, or, you know, well, I mean, I guess after his run was over, he had a rematch for the title with Sean. Correct. In, yep. in, in, in the, the one with the guy's leg fell off and all that <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, Butcher Vashon. Yeah, it was amazing. Or Mad Dog. But, like, right. here's the thing. It's like the, the level of shit opponents they sent his way. Because I, I, know. I don't know what it was. Mabel. I think the perception by the brass... Was that, yeah, Diesel, was that Diesel was a big part of why those matches with like Brett and Sean were good. Yeah, but... But it was like Diesel was still... He was like admittedly green. And he... Like, yeah, and he was he just... Was, yeah, he was good at working with people. He knew how to work with the people, yeah. But you're gonna put him in with Mabel and expect right. it to be really good. It's actually not as bad as, as you might think, the Mabel match, for the right, record. But it's it, not. The thing is, it's like he's not at the level yet where he could carry something like that. No. He, he wasn't Hulk Hogan, and they right. wanted another Hogan, and he right. wasn't... No one was. Right, exactly. It's not his fault for not being Hulk Hogan. Nobody was. And, and they also I, changed his character and made yeah, him a little weird. he was cool before. <laughs> he like, was. That's the other thing. He's also you're, big and daddy. You're right. They, they really, like... It was so obvious how fucked up his character was when yeah. it was like... Went before the title, he was cool, and then after oh, the God. title, he was cool again. It was awesome. Like, it was literally like only when he had the title was he like a dork. Just lame, like, yeah. yeah. it was just really stupid. Although I did like his team with Sean in 95, because that's how I was, you yeah. know. Welcome once again, boys and girls, to the Wild King. <laughs> now a little quiz from Big Daddy Cool and the Heartbreak Kid. Question number one. In the animal kingdom, what kind of animal would I be? Who cares? Speaking of Sean, Sean and Jarrett, another good match in yeah, July 95. That's, that's another pairing that's interesting because I generally hate Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> but I think Sean Michaels was actually one of the only people I've ever seen bring the best out of him. Like, he I've, did, ne- man. I've never seen anyone great. have a good match with him other than Sean Michaels. I'm <laughs> yeah, not kidding. That was good. Yeah. Uh, what about Bret Hart Hakushi? Stuff yeah. like that was going oh, on. Yeah, they like, tried they, stuff. They, yeah, they really did. It was, like, Some of it sucked ass, Mantar. I, mean, I know that. I always mix this match up in my mind as good. What? Um, maybe I'm 
wrong, but I feel like that match he has with Pierre at some fucking show it's is very like good. decent. Like, no, yeah, it's October just good. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's John Pierre Lafitte. It's good. Whole, yeah, like it's actually like wow, this is not bad at all. <laughs> well, Pierre is a good worker. Yeah, it was just it was just weird. Some of these Brett pairings that people perceived as like oh they're putting him down the car they were like great fucking like he was they were, carrying the mid card right they were great pairings <laughs> right. yeah when, that's the other thing is when you're when you don't have a big roster it's like when brett doesn't have the world title he's got to take mid card duties he has like, to but like while like <laughs> yes. sean's doing upper card duties and they're not like, gonna give brett the ic because yeah. sean it was better for sean there was to have literally it. two people <laughs> carrying this whole fucking company from a wrestling end yeah and they just which places basically like and, and yeah and here's something bad but it's to to prove the point the undertaker couldn't really help because literally the entire year of 95 it was the fucking million dollar corporation feud right that, all year <laughs> i don't know what that decision was it's like yeah because it's like well the undertaker should in theory be able to help but if that you pin him down with yeah. his like garbage Bundy. yeah it's just like Comma. he's got to like dispatch these people right. and like do the entrance thing it's the right. only thing that like because here's the thing is i think that the undertaker is underrated as an attraction I, I really do. People always think, oh, his matches weren't that good or whatever. They're not supposed but to be. Here's the thing is people were coming to WF events to see a couple things. They wanted to see Brett and Shawn Michaels good wrestling matches, right? Yep. Some wanted they, to see Diesel. Some wanted to see Diesel, but another big aspect that nobody remembers, they want to see The Undertaker's entrance. Yep. That, that, was, that was a one big, of the big live, for me. live crowd driver. When right? I saw it in MSG in 96, it was very exciting. And it never got old. People no. just wanted to, people wanted to experience yeah. that. The lights go down. Yeah, and like, it comes you know, out all slow. The, the light show mm-hmm. that goes on. Like, cause you don't get to see that at like normal, right. like things in general. Right. Like, so it's like, oh, this is so cool. So the Undertaker was kind of there like, special attraction they're andre if you will like you know he what was I mean? yeah. yeah a standalone attraction didn't right. matter who he was fighting right one of the things too and i know we talked about this when we talked about the attitude era in 97 but it's a good bookend here is the new gen did give us uh triple h and again i know people hate him now whatever but he had he was pretty good for the company for a long time he gave a lot of people mankind op- yeah gave a lot of people opportunities that were not steve austin yeah exactly guys that were like Either they were rejects in WCW like Steve Austin or and Mankind. Mankind, yeah, Mankind. Or a newcomer like the Rock, Rocky Maivia. Yeah, it made the WF look out and, and, and have some homegrown talent. Right. right? It's like, because I mean, Rocky was kind of a guy that Tom Pritchard like started yeah, training. I think it was like, Tom Pritchard, you're in right. Some fucking basement somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Like, somewhere. Yeah, Dr. It, Tom was a trainer. Dr. Tom Damn was like, one. I'll take this guy. He, right. he, you know, he's got the look and everything, and, you right. know, he's got the lineage and. Yeah. There you go, the fucking rock. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So in a, in one sense, the vacuum or the void, the Darth uh, that was left when Hogan, Savage, and all those other guys we mentioned went over to WCW, you had to find people from somewhere. So it was a combination, like you said, of bringing in maybe uh, WCW guys that were underutilized or could have been utilized yep. more and uh, breeding new talent. Right. Seeing what worked. Obviously, a lot of stuff missed, you know, like the stalker that didn't work. Certain right. things didn't work, but certain things did. And overall, I mean, it's just a few weird years, but it was, you're right, it wasn't but, that but bad. It wasn't that bad. I think what exemplifies it for people, though, is like this, it's almost like this indecision during that era where they were like, a lot of times I felt like, oh, we want to get edgy, right? Let's talk about like OJ trial yeah, and like, dumb. and like, Sunny in the bathtub. Sunny in the bathtub. Right. And like, you know, all this silly, sh- all this silly shit. But there was like this kid's presentation and like Todd Pettengill in general. This weird, like, it's like they couldn't decide who they wanted to be. You know what I mean? It was For an identity co- crisis, maybe. Yeah. Like, it was just like, 
you know, Pillman's Got a Gun was technically during that era. Like, like, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, like, it was like, it was just, where are they fucking going with this? And you it know? was during the same era where uh, Jose Lothario was fighting Jim Cornette in a very hokey 80s angle. You yeah, know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. It was just like this. I think that's part of the problem was a lot of like indecision <laughs> right. of like, do we want to be edgy and like have to fight with USA to get this shit aired? Right. Or do we want to play it safe and like pretend it's 1989 make still. it like WF mania all the time? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, you know, those are all great points, Quinn. Yeah. Uh, for me, to sum it up before we close it out here, for me, I think I'm much like you. I grew up in the attitude, I mean, in the new gen era, you know, right? Yeah. That's when I started, 94. So to me, it was normal. And uh, WCW was the first thing that really provided the contrast of what wrestling maybe could be when it was the NWO. Yeah, because the NWO was our first taste of, like, let's get really edgy, yeah. right? It's like they're breaking all the rules that you see in the WF that are followed to a T. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? It was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, right. What if WF did something like this? You and, know, and once they did, you know, in yeah. late '96 or '97, that kind of showed the contrast between the new genera and the attitude era. But I think, yeah, I think some of the new generation period really is fine. Yes, it, there's a lot of crap, but there's crap in any era. Come right. on, but there, I think the problem is is that it's 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 like we were saying how like they couldn't decide who they wanted to be. Right, and I think that's that that the fact that they're that lasts for a, a while. Yeah, makes there be a lot more misses than hits i'd say there's more misses than hits yes right. and i'd say the presentation felt cheaper it was the right. other thing yeah. honestly it just felt right cheaper but it was kind of a necessary bridge between the hogan era and what was to come right and there's some hidden gems that are forgotten you know goodness that's I think in there it's actually that the whole period in general just by for example the fact that nxt wants to run an in your house show <laughs> yeah i want to i I, th- I think that like I know WF likes to be hokey and capitalize on its past a lot. Yes, they do. But I do think, um, just seeing the reaction on the internet to that, I do think there's something there that people that grew up with that, they want a little bit of appreciation of it. Because right. they're, they're, they're seeing now a lot of documentaries about, like, um, for example, the um, the Ruthless Aggression era. Right. And they're like, but what about, like, New Gen just gets no love at all. It doesn't, like, You really. know what I mean? And it, it doesn't. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to see WF acknowledge that in, yeah. a, in a pay-per-view branding. Finally, right? Yeah, it's just like, there are people that grew up with this shit. Yeah. And, like, the, uh, the, the, they feel like their era was always just poo-pooed on. They're the on. forgotten generation, right? man. Yeah. And that's us right here. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, let us know what you think. That's a great topic, Quinn, honestly. Yeah. Let us know what you think, folks. Whether you started in the Hogan era and saw what happened, it probably sucked to you. Or maybe you started in, in the new gen. Or maybe you started after it and you look back. Let us know what you think of the new generation era. Is there good stuff in there? Is it as bad as everyone says? Right. Let us know that on Twitter. You can do that at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Or, of course, join the group. But don't be a dingus when you do that. Quinn, when we come back, though, it's the Royal Flush. We are taking two more names out of the worst tag team tank. We're going to see where those guys rank. It is the Royal Flush of WWF Tag Team Champions, and it's coming up right after this. There's no way to make this easy, and I know we've been through some good and troubled times. There's never been a right time to say goodbye. It is better to give than to receive. Give it to him good when WWF WrestleMania slams out of the arcade and into your home. To thine own self. Be true. With the most true-to-life wrestling you've ever seen. Love thy neighbor. Bob Hurts in the World Wrestling Federation. Do unto others. 
do it to a first. WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game for leading home systems from a claim. No pain, no gain. If I have to fold one more box, I'm going to snap. Did you say snap? Snap into a Slim Jim. In all excitement, snap into a Slim Jim. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here on Memorial Day, May the 25th, 2020, episode number 178. Quinn's still here with me. Yeah. Hi. I'm oh, here. I'm you're, here. you're here. Okay. Oh, I'm, just making I'm, sure. I'm here. Okay. Just good. studying the uh, rankings <laughs> yes. and charts and everything, getting ready for this segment. Oh, it's going to be a very, very scientific segment, folks. But before we get to the science here, uh, if you want more OVP, like we said, and you want to support Quinn and I, I encourage you to check out patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We don't do this as a money hungry duo here. We're not money. We're not step tone, son. No. Uh, not <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. Is that a, is that a pairing? <laughs> yes, it is. That's, we're not Laurel and Hardy. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, but if you want to support us and you want all the extra stuff we offer it's patreon.com slash ovp podcast the highest tier that we even make available is five dollars that's the highest we go it's amazing it really no it is seriously it's literally like a cup of coffee for a whole month yeah like that's it and if you can spare the cash and you want more stuff go to patreon.com slash ovp podcast you're gonna get the pay-per-view reviews on that tier like we said that's every single wbf pay-per-view we started with wrestlemania one we're up to royal rumble 1990 and next month coming out is wrestlemania six it's really a lot of pay-per-views it's a 16 so far it, it, I think. it's half of a decade's worth it is and yeah. we're going to continue on with these month by month or full-length podcast two and a half three and a half four hours it depends and you will like them if you like ovp now also on the three dollar tier you get the bi-weekly 1983 wwf championship wrestling live reviews this is where quinn and i sit down and watch championship wrestling week by week we're in may of 83 right now we just are about into the halfway point of 83 we started this in 1982 in january it's crazy right yeah it is crazy and you can actually get all these older ones on youtube for free and also on this podcast feed the audio has been re-released so it's video or audio form you can get caught up with all the latest and greatest in wwf championship wrestling incredible in, in 1983 it is incredible Hot things are happening up. yeah it is you know believe it or not things are happening things are happening there sergeant slaughter has come in Tito Santana has returned. Donald Lots of P stuff. is on a reign of terror. Donald P. Morocco. That's right. Uh, Sweet Hansen's still kicking around. So it's yeah. been a fun time there. And then for just two bucks, you will get the raw video. That's what we call the shirt tier because, Quinn, we do wear shirts. Super shirts. We wear shirts. We want you to see them. And you can see the raw video. That's the making of every single Monday episode. Uncut, uncooked, uncensored. And uh, I guess it is authorized. We do authorize it. It's 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 sort of authorized. <laughs> it's authorized. Yeah. Uh, but again, if you just want to support OVP, pick a tier that works for you. If you have the cash to spare, we'd really appreciate it. And if you can't or simply don't want to, we understand that. We're just happy that you're listening to this Monday show. Now, Michael, it's Royal Flush time. You were getting ready over there. I know you got your beaker set up Studying and everything. Studying all the, um, the charts. It's important. Um, there's a lot of graphs involved and stuff. So, you know, sometimes I get a little distracted. No, it's okay. I'm trying to map out where I'm going to go, right. what I'm going to do. I don't even know who's coming in. but I'm, No, yeah. that's the These thing. Are, they're kind of like projections, right. if it's, you will. Right. No, uh, you have a Petri dish and everything. Right, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Now, the Royal Rank is the Royal Flush. Maybe if you're new to the show here, it's where before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 and bottom 10 of something. For this season, it was WWF Tag Team Champions. Our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, compiles all of these for us and puts them into two separate tanks, the 10 best and the 10 worst. And what we do is we draw out two names week by week. We mm-hmm. alternate. 
And by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the OVP, scientifically ranked, organic, ordained, baptized, non-GMO, USDA certified, and healthy. Best and worst WWF Tag Team Champions of all time. And a little reminder here, please vote on Facebook.Fanatic, uh, right? Is that Fanatic, the site? Yeah, yeah, that's the site. You can vote for next season's Royal Rankings and Royal Flush if you want your vote to count. Get on over there and vote. But here is who we have on the list right now, Quinn. We have a bunch of names. We have six of them. Let's run them down mm-hmm. for you. At number one, I don't know how they're still the worst, but it's right to censor. Why, very deserving. Very <sighs> deserving of number one. Number two, men on a mission who accidentally won them. They yeah. should be number one, but well, whatever. Because they, like, you know, they didn't make much of an impact <sighs> enough to mm-hmm. piss me off. Number three, one, two, three, kid and Bob Holly. Eh. That's fine. fine. I think that's a little too high for them, but okay. What? Number four, Shane McMahon and The Miz. Some like them, some hate them. That, I think they're, they're fine there. They're, they're great. <laughs> I don't know if they're great, but... but uh, number five, Law Resistance, who really aren't that bad. Yeah, they're they're really not that they're, bad. The, yeah. And speaking of not that bad, I'm very upset that, that this team, team even made the... What? Absolutely horrible team. Money um, Incorporated. This very is deserving at number bullshit. six. No, yeah. they should not even be on the flush list. They, I, I, they earned it. No, they did not earn they it. Didn't, this is, they didn't buy it this time, you know? Maybe they will buy it, Quinn. But yeah. with that said, those are the six names on the board. Two more coming out soon. But before we get to that, we got to go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the We are coming to WWE to teach you Americans a lesson. What do you say we make like a banana and split? Heinrich, the animal, an old-fashioned road warrior butt kicking. And we are the Spirit Squad. Shane and Miz are the best tag team in the world. The Stronger Brothers, World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. William Regal and Eugene. Nicholas has a scheduling conflict. I mean, he's still in the fourth grade. It is the Royal Flush of WWF Tag Team Champions as the toilets are flowing. Quit okay. extra stinky. It stinks in here because yeah. the tank is filling up. You know, mm-hmm. we, like we said, okay, can we? No, all right. Uh, we have six <laughs> names on the board right now. There's a lone That's flush it. there. <laughs> very flush. Uh, we have six names on the board, like we mentioned, and two more are going to be coming out. Quinn, we have talked about bad tag teams now all season long. What do you think makes a bad tag team champion? Um, the they're annoying and, okay. they, and they're pointless and. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Okay. And I'm like, why are they the champions? Maybe like, uh, they don't really have any kind of reign. If I'm questioning why are they the tag champs, that's a big, big <laughs> that's target. That's a big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in contrast to the best, where they have memorable reigns and defenses and wins and things like that, this is pretty much the opposite. It's the Royal Flush. It's the worst. And uh, I'm excited to see who's going to come out because you never know around you never, here. You Money never Inc. really know. Um, a lot of guys like to get in on the flush. Like Money yeah. Inc., they were like, we need this. <sighs> I'm still very upset that this was voted in. This is voted by you, the fans. Quinn and I don't vote. We just rank. We are scientists. Money Inc. is hideous. No, they're not. They're fine. You need to cut it out with this. All right. So without any further insulting of Money Incorporated here, do you want to go down to the fans and find out who drew let's go, number seven? Let's go down to them to tell us who it is. All right, fans. Let's Let's have it. Meet my tag team partner. What's your name, young man? Nicholas. Well, <laughs> I knew you wanted this. I wanted it. Because you love this team. Don't you just love it? Braun Strowman 
and Nicholas. A great tag team. No, I, I don't know why they're on this up. list. It, like, honestly, I think Money Inc.'s got, got to run for his no, money here. No, like, no, no. No pun intended. No, no. All right, bro. <laughs> it's no. so good. No, How, it's not. Why do people hate this? Okay. If you're not familiar with wrestling from two years ago, and who is anymore, really? Who remembers what happens yeah. anymore? I mean, this is like a decade ago in, <laughs> yeah. in dog years or something. I don't know. <laughs> it is, really. Uh, at WrestleMania 34, which they don't call 34, but it was Pirate Ship, I think, New Orleans. Wait, I thought Pirate Ship's the one that was in that PC this year. Oh, hang Are on. you sure? No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Excuse me. WrestleMania Texas or something. This is WrestleMania St. Louis. Saint I mean, Lu- it's the New Orleans. St. Louis 2. <laughs> New, New, New Orleans 2. Too, because aren't, WrestleMania 30 was also yes. there. Aren't you glad we just provide the most professional explanations yeah. of things? Well, they're not professional about it. They don't. If they don't put numbers on it, yeah, it gets, starts true. to get really confusing. That's a very good point. Yeah. So Braun Strowman was heading into WrestleMania 34 to take on the tag champions Cesaro and Sheamus, who are a great team. Right. Truthfully, they are, they're they are. At the bar. But he needed a tag part, and he, yeah, and he had none. And, and then up to the day of the show, what is a big friendly giant to do? Yes, you know Braun Strowman. If you're not familiar with him, he came in as a member of the Wyatts, and he looked really stupid, and everyone made fun of him. Yeah, because it's like his like face was like disproportionate <laughs> with his like haircut. It was like weird. Yeah, but little by little, he started to win people over just because he was a big guy. And- yeah, and he started doing like really goofy stuff, like turning over ambulance trucks and like ambuli. Yeah, like vehicles. <laughs> Basically, like, on a weekly basis, he would, like, turn over a vehicle, and he'd be like, this is fun. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, it's like, I get it. He's basically, like, Andre the Giant. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I like you. Yeah. Uh, And now, if you don't like current wrestling, you don't like it, and that's fine. I don't particularly either, but Quinn and I do make a habit to watch every single WrestleMania, no matter what. Well, we didn't watch this year. We didn't watch this year. I don't count this. No. It's it's WrestleMania (laughs) postponed. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Rain delay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sad it's yes like, network it's like music. Sad yes, exactly. They should have just played that like at the beginning, <laughs> like you know that shit. Exactly. But anyway, so two years ago, during regular times where there were audiences and stuff like that, remember that? Yeah, I do. Braun Strowman decided, you know what? I'm just going to pick someone out of the audience right. in order to you know win these titles. It's with a novel concept having an audience where they could pick people right. out of it to it's participate. Kind of, it's kind of like in the mid '90s where they would have a guest ring announcer that was some flustered kid that had no confidence. You know, right? Samu this and Fatu. To be honest with you, I was, I, and I think I was talking to you about this during the break. I feel like this is a very like, how do I put it? Barry uh, Dodinsky esque. Yeah, it's a very like new gen idea. Is that it's like, yeah, just put some fucking kid in there. It's like, <laughs> I and I and I personally like it because you know why? You have to remember this is like what years is two thousand eighteen? Yeah, the tag titles. <laughs> don't fucking matter anymore. Yeah, but they're not supposed to treat them like they don't. Yeah, but you know what? Also, the other thing here is that it's not that they, they treated them like they don't. The point is, it's like Braun Strowman's fucking Andre the Giant, essentially. Why the hell does he even need a tag partner to win the tag titles? To be fair, though, Cesaro and Sheamus are two big, strong, rough and ready, rough and tumble, you know, yeah, rat tag, cagey, he, crude veterans. He, he's a bigger, stronger, tougher. Yeah, but two on man. one, two on one. He needed someone. He well, needed they support. To, they got to follow the rules of the tag. They have to hold True. on to the tag rope. It's it's all on the up and up, really. So he finally scans the audience. Takes a long time. I remember we watched this as it happened, right? And he takes a long time. <laughs> Which I think is just because he was there is They're a kid they it. picked yeah. also, and he couldn't find him. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And who does he pick but some timid-looking 10-year-old boy? Give it up for Nicholas, uh, who we would find out is Nicholas Cohn, the son of referee 
at the time, and now maybe senior official. I'm not sure if they've upgraded them. John Cohn. So, so obviously, this is a second generation superstar here, Nicholas. <laughs> um, so it's it's a good pick on Braun Strowman's part. That's true. He's a young up and comer. He just hasn't matured yet. No, not um, at all. So he sits in the corner of the whole match. Right. And uh, literally good. does nothing. That was a good idea on his. He road dogged it. Good, <laughs> good strategy, if yeah. you will. And Braun Strowman wins. And thus we have, it's like, it's like England. It's like world of sport. We got 10 year olds wrestling. It's good. We got Braun Strowman and Nicholas, your raw tag team champions. Excellent. With a power slam. Cover. Braun Strowman and this this kid, Nicholas, are the tag team champions. The next night, however, before their reign can really get off to a, a proper start. Unfortunately, they, were, they had big plans, Joe. Yeah, they, the huge. It was going to be the greatest tag uh-huh. title reign of all time. Yep. Obviously, going to be better than Demolition. And, oh, clearly, and yeah. the Heart Foundation and right. all those guys. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, since it was April and not the summer, right? Nicholas had a scheduling conflict. School, right? So school intervened, and I was like, I was so mad at this school. I was like, well, he won the tag titles. Like, can't you just leave him alone? Yeah, right? Can he just do this stuff later? Now, in all honesty, I love this little backstage thing that. Because Braun was really funny about it, and like Nicholas was, Nicholas was like deadpanning it, yeah. and like he, Nicholas like was good at playing along with this, like for an eleven-year-old in was all he? seriousness. Was he? Yes, because it's like I don't know. It just it fit like everything that like I would expect out of this. Like the logic made sense as to why Nicholas couldn't defend the titles. Like, You're talking logic in this storyline. Listen. Here's here's my whole thing with this. Go is ahead. That if Andre the Giant did this in the '80s, people would be like, "Oh my god, remember when he? That was so cool." Would like, they? I wanted to be just like Little Billy or whatever, whoever he picked out. Like, you know what I mean? You think Andre would? I like you. Why do you come here? I will attack. If, if this like Cheap. occurred to them Dark. one day Dude. in in like the '80s in like Hamburg or whatever, yeah, probably Hamburg. Like they would have fucking one hundred percent done this. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like that. Vince McMahon would be like, oh, look, if you come out to the show, maybe this could happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe you could win the World Wrestling Federation tag titles. Right, he would say it exactly that way. With Andre the Giant. Right, <laughs> like exactly. That stilted, weird delivery. Exactly. So I just, uh, shit. I don't see, I like this a lot because Quinn. it's just, it's so stupid that, it, and they played it off right. Can we be fair to it? Like, even you were a bit entertained, like, when it happened. Can, can you at least admit that? Yes. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now. Now. That said, though, and we'll get. We'll see where they rank. Like we were rooting for Nicholas. I remember he this. He did not. He did zero things, which I guess is the most logical thing. When he you're made. 10. He made the right decisions. Listen. He's a great wrestler. <laughs> let's let's hand it to the boy. Okay. He fi- <laughs> he figured out how to win the tag titles. He just lets Braun Strowman do everything. Do everything right. Yeah. Listen. Whether or not I liked it in the moment or not, whether or not it's memorable, it is. Yeah. It's actually like a, that's the one thing you can't say. It's like it's a memorable. rare thing in this time period yeah. that's actually memorable. Yeah, yeah. But that does not make them good <laughs> tag team champions. What? There's, can, I, can, I, can I just say one other thing about this before we you move on? There's nothing else to talk about, move so on go to ahead. Yeah. I truly believe that this story will pay off in the end. Joe. Oh, yeah? What do you think? Because I think that there will be a moment... In roughly what? How how old Nicholas? He'd probably be twelve now. Twelve now. Yeah. So give it um what six six ish years. Yeah. Okay. That Nicholas will Braun Strowman will be a little older. 
and you know some jerks will be beating him down right nicholas will come and make the save there's no more school he's a grown man he'll hit him with his college textbook he can help right right and like maybe like at the end of it like they disperse because Braun's like Nicholas, you can't do this. You got to go to college. You know, like you know, like your education's important. Like you right. know what I mean. But like I think the pop, if like this happened, right, would be actually like one of the best like weird callbacks of all time. Uh, you know like, what? I, I think, it, and especially if they did it at WrestleMania on like the anniversary of it. Would like, you put it past them to do something like that? No, I wouldn't I, I either. Think that it's, it would be fucking brilliant. Is if like <laughs> Nicholas came back as like a fucking adult and is like, I'm saving my friend. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what's great about Nicholas? I just have to mention this. His Twitter. First of all, he has twenty two thousand Twitter followers. Oh, fantastic! See, he's, he's a superstar. Yeah. Let me read his bio. Let's do Former it. Former Raw yes! Tag Team Champion. He should brag. Undefeated at WrestleMania. True. Likes he, Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite. He is. He is for a uh, kid. So YouTubers. Yeah. His location. Fifth grade. <laughs> Good. And he joined in April of 2018 when he won the tag. Amazing. And his his Twitter profile is him with the shitty WrestleMania like sweatshirt and the belt. And his banner is Braun, him, and Triple H. Triple H doing the fucking <laughs> yes. title point or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's good. How does anybody not like this? Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is fine to me. Everything about this is okay. Even Nicholas is good. Like, they picked the right child. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Anyone? He likes Pokemon. So, but I mean, he fits the profile. Like. You know what I mean? <sighs> and Fortnite. I mean, that is a kid's, yeah, that's a kid's that is, thing. That is like the turtles of now. Yeah, Fortnite. it really it, is, it's man. Like, it's like all the kids, they like the Fortnite. So. All right. That's it, right? Yeah, On that's, that's, I, I would love to talk about them more, but there, we, we, there's when, when we rank. When we rank. Yeah. Okay. They're, so they're the, a great legendary they're team. They're not, but fantastic. I like Nicholas a lot more now after reading his Twitter profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's like a tinge of sarcasm in that. <laughs> yeah, the fact course. that he like mixes all those things up. He's actually like sort of clever. Undefeated at WrestleMania yeah. likes Pokemon. Yeah. Like, it's very funny. And Fortnite. Don't and forget, Fortnite. Don't forget. <laughs> all the things a 12-year-old <laughs> fucking loves. Yep. All right. That is number seven. Why don't we go down to the fans now and find out which team drew. It can't be worse. Number eight. Animal and Heidenreich, folks. I mean, we go from a great team like Nicholas and Braun Strowman to fucking Animal and Hawk 7. Because it's like the draws was really Hawk 2. No, like, and also was the guy. There was also like Kensuke Sasaki. Oh, was right. he the Power Warrior? Power Hawk or but whatever. He was, <laughs> yeah. But he teamed with Hawk and then later with Animal. Anyway. Yeah, power Animal. Power Animal. Yeah, uh, we, <laughs> we have Heidenreich and the Animal, as he says in the intro. Right. Now, Heidenreich... I already don't like Legion of Doom, so this is not a good start in general. So first of all, we have to give a round of applause to Animal for making both lists. <laughs> is he one of a, the first time? One of the early. I think someone else did it. I don't yeah. remember. Merkel can tell us or yeah. somebody. But the LOD, we all know, deserving of the ranking list, even though Quinn doesn't like them. They're I'll a, admit. They're yeah. a, one of the greatest tag teams in any promotion of all time. And even in the WWF, despite their limited tag run, tag title run, they deserve it. However, right. Heidenreich, Heidenreich sucks. He now, sucks balls. Now, He's the real fucking deal in suckage. <laughs> if you like to look at big people, 
great. Good for you. I mean, you Braun know? Strowman's a big person. People if, like to look at him. If you like to look at people and you're impressed by and you you appreciate and you respect people that uh, have the kind of figure that one John Heidenreich does. Mm-hmm. That's his name. John Heidenreich. He's very tall. Very, very tall. tall. Big very, guy. Very tall man. And I'm not big or tall. All yeah. right. Right, Crockett? <laughs> Fine. Great. That does not make him a good wrestler. And, no. you know, you have to have some kind of balance between being big and built and also being able to wrestle it's enough so, to be good. I remember when this dude came in, right? I feel like they were like, oh, he's like UFC. He's got the let the Kinda. gloves things on. Like, he's kind of like Brockus too. Ken Shamrock, but shittier. Like, <laughs> and he had this gimmick where it was like he he talked to little Johnny or something, which we never found out. Some ooh, doll or something. Don't, don't worry know, about I it. I remember that. It doesn't matter. He feuded with The Undertaker, which is always like, you're not going to win. During that era, it was like it was like Great Khali, yeah, like with like, right. And listen, I love Great Khali. I think he's a, he's an underrated big man. Because he, he knows, like it, like I I like Khali because he knows he's shitty. Like you oh, know, what yeah, I mean? he has no preconceived notions about himself. He's just like, hi, I'm here. Like it's like let's have fun, basically. Right, right. But like Heinrich, this guy gave me the impression like he thought. Uh, oh, I'm a big fucking deal. I'm right? hot poo, yeah, I'm as hot, you say. I'm hot poo. I'm going to make it in this wrestling thing. I'm going to be bigger than fucking Hulk Hogan or something. I don't know if he thought that, but he did like do this weird gimmick where like I'm crazy yeah. and he read the poems, remember? Right. Oh, right. He's, like got a a soft, genius. he's got a softer side. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, they were first they were mean and then when he turned fate. Anyway, love and hate are two very strong things, but none of you people Know the pain that it can bring. And he also like had an association with the other crazy guy on the roster, Snitsky. Remember, it wasn't his fault. And yeah. They were both crazy well, and they liked fair, each Snitsky, other. Snitsky, he was driven crazy. Right. Because, like, remember, it was like, it really was an accident. I always like to point that out, like, with the Snitsky thing. It's like, it's like they portrayed him like he did it on purpose, but, like, it, it wasn't his fault. Literally, the whole point of it was, it wasn't his fault. Like, even if you go back to the tape, Remember he yeah. like he runs he does like he runs against the ropes yes. and he like accidentally like nails L- Lita. He didn't mean to. He didn't. It was an it's total accident. But then he got really mean about it. <laughs> I I don't like when he punted that baby doll no, into the not crowd. Nice. Yeah. You don't do that. So anyway, Heidenreich um kind of just lingers around mid two thousand five. He came in in two thousand three, by the way, and feud with the Undertaker in 04, and he kind of lingers around in 05, turns face, and then gets into this feud with Eminem. Which was a good tag team for the time. That's yeah. Nitro and um, Joey Mercury with Molina. Right. So I they, like them. Yeah, I, I thought this was great, this team, because they were Joe, fun. Joey Mercury's a guy that um, really, his career got cut short. So because, did his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, his career got cut short, but this was like his time to shine, right? It's like you had John Morrison, who's fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, and, no doubt yeah, about yeah, it. And, and Joey Mercury, a guy that... He was great in the Indies, like so. This was kind of a good pairing, and absolutely. Yeah. And Eminem had won the tag titles in April of 2005. They defeated the Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, actually. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Hawk has passed in 2003, for right. the record. Okay, so Hawk is no more, which sucks because any permutation of the LOD without those two guys just right. isn't good. It's it, not. It, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I don't know why they're doing it. And it, I mean, this Hawk thing was a real blow because um, it's, he got his life. Sad. He got his life cleaned up and everything. And like, there was maybe a possibility that they could have like had like a fun reunion run or well, something. They, like they already had in six months before Hawk died. They uh, 
they took on Kane and Rob Van Dam. That could have lasted much longer. That's though. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because like, they weren't like they could still do what they you know just squash people like they right. always do. It's not yeah. like they they were one of those teams that needed to be like Doing young. Long, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Animal comes back in the WWF in the summer of 2005, and Eminem is like, "You stink." Let's right. let's face you for the tag titles, and rather than choose Nicholas, who I guess that was a good, that would have been a good choice for wasn't born yet for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he picked Heidenreich. Animal did as his partner. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. This guy's a piece of crap. No, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather pick unborn Nicholas at this point because at least maybe he would do something. You know? Oh man! So yeah, would swim over there and beat yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they are known as the Legion of Doom, which is weird, and they defeat. Eminem at the Great American Bash, uh, July, excuse me, 24th, 2005. And this was really, um, really shitty. Nobody cared. Well, because, again, I get, I want to be fair. On one hand, for Animal and probably for a lot of Road Warrior fans, it's kind of a tribute to Hawk. Right. It is. It's like, okay, here's Animal alone without his partner. Right. His longtime partner, to be fair, 20-something years. These guys were friends. And wrestled together. But anytime it, somebody dons the spikes that didn't wear them originally, I know people, it just looks like when Draws wore them. <laughs> like I, I, I know, just I know. Like, this is stupid. I know. So I don't want to hate on Heidenreich. It's not like it was his idea. Like I'm, I want to be in the LOD. It wasn't. You know, obviously, either okay. Animal came up with it or somebody backstage came right. up with it. Yeah. And they have a three month reign that ends when it's a, pretty long for back then. It too. is really. Yeah. They lose him back to Eminem in October, and that's it. Right. Right. This. But so, hurt a but, lot of people, didn't it? I mean, like, I, I, a lot of people are mad about this. I wasn't watching too much of SmackDown during this period of time. This is a SmackDown angle. I was I watching a Raw. Bit of it and it was dumpy. Like, yeah. I, I didn't like it either. It, it's Heidenreich wasn't very good. No. It's not his fault to that they're. He, he's not Hawk. When old man Animal has to fucking carry you. Yeah. Like, I mean, really? Like, Animal's, like, just trying to. Uh, twilight of his career, just trying to, like. In in essence, he's sort of helping this Heidenreich guy, but this Heidenreich guy can't help himself. He just wasn't you know? very good, and yeah. he actually wound up getting released only a few months after they lost the tag titles. <laughs> like, enough. If you have Road Warrior Animal, like a very popular figure in wrestling history, like assisting you, right? Like and trying his damnedest to like make you look good, and you can't, still can't do it. Like, yeah. really, like what else can they say? You know? uh, <laughs> especially when they go to the South, because like think about it, because like. Yeah. Like, so if Animal's giving his stamp of approval to Heidenreich, I mean, down there, it should be like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, Heidenreich's cool or whatever. But Again, yeah, it still didn't work. Big guy. Yeah. Great look. Really tall, like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, 300 pounder. It wasn't going to work because he's not Hawk. Right. And whatever you think of the LOD, whether you're a big fan or not, he's not Hawk. And then again, on the other hand... As a tribute to the fallen road warrior, there I get it, and whatever it was, what it was. But I'm sure, I'm sure it meant something to certain people, but only like the first time they wrestled, probably. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they didn't. I don't know if they needed to win the tag titles or not, but right. if they wanted to give Animal one last run, there you go. What are you going to say against that? Yeah. But give, uh, give Animal the retirement fund. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Exactly. That kind of thing. Now, do I think they belong on the worst list? I really don't know. We'll have to just yeah. find out. Do you think it's coming up on ranking time? There's really not much else to say. There's I short mean, stuff yeah. here. I, well, what are you going to say, right? It's okay. like this stunk. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like at least we got to um, talk about Nicholas and <laughs> Braun, which is a great moment yeah. in, in the history of all wrestling. Fantastic moment. Yeah. So why don't we run them down here? It's ranking time at number one again. Unfortunately, is right to censor the... Not fair. They They're shouldn't horrible. be. No, Bull Buchanan's good. Don't number stop two him. is he's fine. Number two is men on a mission. 
They should be number one because they didn't. No one even saw this happen. You're absolutely wrong. Number three, the kid and Holly. Four, Miz and Shane McMahon. Five, La Resistance. They're fine with me. Number six d- should not even be here. Money Incorporated. I didn't. It's, it's fair. It's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where do we? St- I dare I ask where do we start with Braun Strowman well, and Nicholas? I, I really think that number seven is looking like a great spot for Braun and Nicholas because no. they are great no. and it's really unfortunate they Absolutely made this list not. i mean they could have no they could have fought for number 10 on the rankings i think like they could have really gone in there listen i don't have time for your silly games here <laughs> <What do> you <laughs> mean? i'm just i'm just establishing going big money incorporated what uh, was comprised of two veteran wrestlers kg <laughs> and crafty yeah and they they, they, were, they were well past what they should no way be doing. they were a great heel tag team they had a good grasp on those tag belts and the uh Kind of the post pre Hogan leaving and into the post Hogan era. That Pain weird in the ass though. That's the point. They were a hard team to beat. They had the money. They had the incorporation. They had the briefcase. They're also the marker of like when the division went down the tube. It is not their fault. How is it not their fault? It's not their fault. It's their job to keep it afloat. Hey man, they had a great feud with the Steiner brothers in '93. Nobody cared. Uh, people cared. They're in college. No, no. Like, Quinn. Cool. This is not fair. Yeah. Well, they're in college. Nicholas is in elementary school. Well, uh-huh. I mean, I think that's yeah. a, I think it's a better story, right? I mean, a kid that's only in elementary school winning the tag titles, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. I am not going to... He likes Pokemon, Joe. <laughs> I am not going to humor you and try to put them below okay. Money Incorporated. But it's not happening. They might be better than La Resistance. No, they're not. They're Are La, you sure? La Resistance is a solid <laughs> heel tag team. What? They didn't like Americans, and they were French and we Freedom Fries. Like America, yeah, or whatever they said. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, if I if I'm really honest, though... I don't think they're worse than Kid and Holly. What? No, they they are. What do you mean? How are they not? What? No. What do you mean what? Come on, they're awesome. No, they're not. What do you mean they're awesome? Okay. Fair enough. Listen. I will not under no circumstances I will not put them higher than men on a mission. Excuse me? Because of the nothing reigns, I no, like this way more. I don't care. They're not better. Okay, so here's the thing: is there whatever they are, they're not worse than RTC. Yes, they are. What? No, no, no. Yes, they are. No, please don't even. I'm like, not joking. I can't. I can't. In good conscience, say it. they were way more entertaining than RTC. RTC's not supposed to be entertaining. They're fucking horrible. They're heels. It's a Godfather and Bull Buchanan. What's are you wrong kidding me? with the Godfather and Bull Buchanan? <laughs> that is hideous. Bull Buchanan is a good wrestler. Listen. I have a category here that I that I think we've been do- doing a good job. What? Men on the Mission and Kid and Holly, they're kind of this section, right? RTC is this, they did something, but they were terrible. I think it's unfair. That, like, no. I think that Nicholas and Braun are right in between both of these teams. Because Nicholas and Braun are unique. It's a, it's a unique pairing. It involves real life. So it's it's obviously like that that any stories that touch on real life like elementary school big deal fans can relate with it. It involves Pokemon and Fortnite, which are favorites amongst people I'm sure that listen to this show also. And I mean, who knows? It could pay off in a couple of WrestleManias where Nicholas makes the save, like I was saying. So I mean, we're really I think being unfair by putting them at number one right now, because what if in a couple of years we have to revise the list because Nicholas comes back and all of a sudden you're like, man, they really aren't the worst team ever. Are you on crack? What? What is this? What are you, they're the worst. I'm being very scientific about this. 
They are the worst team on this list, and there is no way around that. I don't know Excuse what you're no, talking about. They're not they worse than our team. Yes, they, they, they are. They are not it worse. It was our 10-year-old kid. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, they but, didn't even defend the belts. Well, that, oh, they're undefeated then. Shut Nicholas up. is undefeated at WrestleMania. What are you, crazy right now? I mean, he's he's technically better than The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. I am not. Uh, no, I'm not doing it. I Braun do- Strowman is the world champion right now, and I, I have to credit this title, this great title run, with um really exploding his career into the forefront. Um, Nicholas was a big help to him. Quinn. Let's be real here. Braun Strowman and Nicholas Cohn are the worst team on this list. First of all, he's is- not Nicholas Cohn. It's yes, not, he is. That's not canon. Yes, it is. It's never been said on WF television. Yes, it is. What? No, he's just Nicholas. Sorry. Yeah, they're the worst team on the list. There's no beating around any kind of a bush here. What? How are they worse? How are they better than Right to Censor? What do you, have you lost it? <laughs> right to Censor was a tag team <laughs> they that wrestled. Better than Right to Censor. They're Let's, not better than Right to Censor. I think they're better than Right. They're not. And Right to Censor, you want to pontificate? Why is, is RTC good? Why I didn't are they, say they're good. Why? Why are they better than this? I was thoroughly entertained by this Nicholas shit. Like in good, all, in good all, for you. Like in all seriousness. Like, so, I mean, and I'm not trying to be like funny this time. I know. I was like, so was actually, I. Like you were entertained too, though. Yes. Right? I remember you being like, "This is good." Yes. Right. Yes. So then, how is it not better than RTC? At what point did anyone ever be like, "This is fine"? You're not like, supposed to like up their heels. It doesn't make a difference though. Here, yes, it does. Because RTC, it's <laughs> just why are they beating the Dudleys or whatever the fuck the Hardys or whatever? That's exactly what you're supposed to think. You're supposed to be like, "Oh man, these assholes won. I want them to lose, Here's and the they did, is, and I you were can, happy when I lost." I can logically jump to the conclusion that Nicholas and Braun can beat um, Cesaro and Sheamus because. Braun is like fucking Andre the Giant. He's huge. Like, how do you stop that guy, right? But Quinn. with this RTC, Quinn. I mean, I got White Sox, Stephen Richards, and mm-hmm. and fucking the Matilda nanny, um, Ivory <laughs> or whatever. Like fucking like being annoying. And, yeah, exactly. And, and like interfering you're and not, stuff. You're so, not supposed to because like Colby Cannon. I mean, he is a fine professional he, wrestler. He sucks better ass. than Heidenreich. I don't know if he's better than Nicholas. Are you sure about that? All right. he, he, Nicholas was very smart. This is what we're going to do. In KFOB. Right to Censor is also based on real life. It's based on the parent-teacher council. That's so, true. It does, uh, it does touch home. It touches on school. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about school. Men on a Mission is... So they, they shouldn't be here. Men on a Mission... They need to move down, too. I mean, okay, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Strowman and Nicholas are number one. That's it. That's what? all there is no! to it. Yes. They're number two. No, they're not. They're number one. They're what not worse than. They're not better than Right to Censor. <laughs> Cut it out. I can't, good conscience, put Braun and Nicholas that high. How? <laughs> they're amazing. No, they're not. How can I say something that I was thoroughly entertained by is is the worst? Like the how can and even you were more entertained than RTC because we're talking about tag team champions, not entertainment strictly. Yes, it was fun. It was fine. It was so fun. Okay, They're I'll... not good tag team champions. Okay. I will let you have not this. not doing this. But. Let but me have it. I, it. It's barely because I think that some other team could come along 
and defeat them. Well, there's still three more names. We have Heidenreich and uh, Animal, and then two more in, in, in two weeks. This so. is so horrible. No, it isn't. No, no. Right the whole list is ruined Shouldn't now. even be that high up on the what list the to begin I... with. They're not that bad. They're just a heel team. They're hideous. No, they're not. They're fine. This is all that Bull Buchanan shit. Like he's fine. This is the only reason. They're an annoying they also, disturbance. Remember they, remember, they, remember they ruined the Godfather. That was a great idea. They this brought lit, it back to this normal. Ended his career. No, it didn't. He yes. was the Godfather again after and this. It was never the same again. Because he was old. They're always like, remember when you were the good father? What else was he supposed to do? It was horrible. No, he was. Still, he's fine. Everything worked out fine for no, Mr. Charles Wright. Yes, it did. Bull Buchanan went on to have a stellar career as, as part of John Cena's initial entourage. What this, do you want to happen this here? This is an injustice. It right is not now. an injustice. This is perfectly <laughs> you acceptable. Been, you have been hunting to have, take RTC off number one for quite. Because I remember last they week they should have never been there. They're horrible. What? Who should have been? Men on a mission? <laughs> no, no. They won in England by accident because Mabel was fat. They're not offensive. <laughs> Are you serious? They wear garbage they, they bags as ring attire. He's he is offensive. Connecticut DJ Oscar. All right, he's great. Braun Strowman and Nicholas number one, whether you like mm. it or not. Hey man, I, I gave in with the RTC shit as it's long as I could I'm here. This to you. Good. Animal and Heidenreich. <laughs> they're 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 hideous, actually. <sighs> they could be worse than Braun and Nicholas. Even. No. Oh my Stop god. Stop trying now all of a sudden we're trying to move Braun and Nicholas out of number one. Are you kidding me? This was a hideous thing. Even here's the thing is Braun and Nicholas, everyone is very fond of this. I no, they're not. I can't. Everyone can't. is fond. What are you talking about? There, there's it, very a, a big fondness in the community. They want to see Nicholas come back. Quinn. I can't say that about uh, this Heidenreich shit. Quinn. Do you want to see Heidenreich and Nick and Animal come back? No. <laughs> Do you want to see that? No, reunion? I don't. I don't, actually. LOD 3? No, I don't want to see any new version of LOD. By LOD 4, actually, if you count the Kintsuki Sasaki shit. Yeah, that's true. Listen, uh, Heidenreich and Animal are worse than Money, Inc., correct? We'll just run it up the ladder here. They're They're worse than La Resistance. They are. Yep. Worse than Shane and Miz. Uh, Why? Because Shane and Miz, like like we said, that actually had like a storyline and was like, Okay, like it, it, I think that that is just people are don't understand that um, greatest in the world is a gimmick, and they're extra mad at that. To me, that wouldn't even like even be on the list if I had to make a list of like horrible tag team. I champions. wouldn't even think of it. Probably. I wouldn't even put Braun Nicholas on to be honest with you, but that's another story altogether. People that don't watch the current product just say that everything happens. It sucks by default without watching it. You know right, what I'm exactly. saying? It's like oh, it sucked because I don't watch anything anyway. Right. I don't think they it's were really good. Though. I don't think they were really watching if um, they pick <laughs> Nicholas and Braun Strowman was stop? number one. But but I don't know Quinn that Heidenreich and Animal are worse than Shane and the Miz in all seriousness. They get they're worse. No, I don't know that they are. In, what? In, no, seriously. No, because no, no, Shane, no. And Miz, Shane and Miz was a plot device to get to a, a blow off angle at WrestleMania, which I enjoyed. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but as tag champions. They didn't do anything. They were anything. the greatest tag team in the world. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They brought prestige back to the titles, though, if you think about it. To because, those because you prestigious could, 2016 titles. Right, because you could say the greatest tag team in the world really did have the greatest tag team titles. Stop it. Smackdown no. belts or whatever. <laughs> no, I really think Animal and Heidenreich should go right below them. I'm not sure about and better that. Than La, and worse than La Resistance. I was, I was actually thought they could be in between Men on a Mission and Kid and Holly. No, I don't uh, that think was, so. That, that was my feeling. Because on this. Men on a Mission and Kid and Holly are in that 
part of the ranking where they the, had the, the short sec- the section. Yeah, they had the short stupid rain that didn't matter. They should Shane, be. They could be actually number three. Also, is another I could put them at. I don't like, think so. Right Quinn. below RTC. I really don't think they're that bad. Hmm. I think Shane and Miz are better. What if I we just put? Um, <sighs> what if we just put them? Above Shane and Miz, and, and below then Kid be- and Holly, below, below Kid and Holly. Then. You know what? I can give you that because you yeah. gave me the the Strowman and Nicholas on top. Because I let you. I mean, I let I me. highly disagree with that. Strenuously disagree. I, I so strenuously like, object. I. This is not my list anymore. I'm disowning this list. Do you take severe umbrage? <laughs> yeah, I, I really right. have a fucking issue with that. Oh, you calm down. All right, here's <laughs> Animal and Heidenreich was bad. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. It was I, just like a bad idea. But it was like a tribute. General. It was kind of also so the only thing I can latch on to was a tribute run for Hawk. The thing is it was a, a tribute run That's that, all I that got. like people didn't like, even people that they were tributing it to. Because Heidenreich isn't good. Yeah, exactly. So it almost felt like insulting. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna say let's make it worse and it's not as good as Kid Well, wait. Kid and Holly's even better than this. No, it's not. Yeah, but Kid and Holly, like it's no, kind of Quinn. a memorable moment, though, no? Because they wanted to, like, roll Rumble and shit. Like, yeah, but they lost it the, the next night. Yeah, but... Animal and Heidenreich had a run, and that's, that's part enough. of the criteria. Okay. Worse, than, worse than Shane and Miz. Yeah, fine. Better, better than La Resistance. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Number six? Yeah. I can do that. I can, no, I Shane McMahon, number six, and them at oh, excuse number me. five. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. Okay. <sighs> Strom and Nicholas. Will you stop it? They're not good! It's so horrible. They weren't even champ. They didn't do anything. So fucked up. All right. So, despite they did do something, they won the tag title. Despite, (laughs) don't. (laughs) This is fucked up. This list is fucked up. It's over with, Quinn. I'm sorry. What you agreed to it, and that's where we're at right now. Money Inc. shouldn't even be on there. So we all have our problems to deal with. I mean, they should, but. It should be much higher, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's run it down. Uh, despite Quinn's protest, number one, Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Horrible. Number two, right to censor, thankfully knocked off at number one. <laughs> they're the worst Th- No, ever. they're not. Three men on a mission. Four, Kid and Holly. Five is Animal and Heidenreich. That's fine with me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Six is Shane McMahon and The Miz. Seven is La Resistance. And eight, thankfully, Money, Inc., Hopefully they just make it to number 10. That is the worst tag team champions of all time. It's voted by you, the fans, and ranked by Joe and Quinn, despite Quinn holding this under protest. Uh, this is very highly protested. Yeah, this, well, this too bad. When we come back, though, we will be reviewing something, and it's going to be uh, it's up from the 70s. It's a nice little throwback here to the, like uh, this music. the dirty era. Yeah. 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 So uh, when we come back, it is WWF All-Star Wrestling coming up right after this. Hi, I'm Nicholas, and I'm the youngest champion in WWE history. It just didn't seem like it It was real, but we were very excited. Even when we got home, like I emailed his teacher, and so he got to take in his belt and, and his shirts and pictures and stuff and got to share with the whole class. Um, thank you, Braun, for picking me out of the crowd, and um, thank you so much. Uh, I. I still can't believe that it's true. Tag team champion, man. How did that happen? I am training for my WWE comeback. 
Hello, wrestling fans. It's Joe here. And while we're on a break, I just wanted to take a moment to shout out three friends of the show. Check out the New Day podcast hosted by three guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business. I'm talking about Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston and Big E. They're going to bring their unique perspective as fans, but also as people that actually work in the industry to a very creative and entertaining podcast. New Day Podcast. And then check out Greetings from Allentown, hosted by one man, Peter Winston. He'll take you on a whimsical journey through retro wrestling's past. It's unique, it's quirky, it's Greetings from Allentown. And finally, if you like your retro wrestling slathered in barbecue sauce, check out Mike Mills and Book in the Territory, as they bring you the very best in the Southern front wrestling we're talking about smoky mountain and the nwa it's booking the territory so again our three friends of the show the new day podcast greetings from allentown and booking the territory and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast episode number 178 quinn we're reviewing something yeah, going, we're going really far back. Going eh? pretty far back, back here. Back to the past. Almost 45 years ago, we're going. Uh, wow. WWF. Seems like, seems like a lot, even for the 70s. <laughs> really does, yeah. right? 45 years? 45 years ago, Good folks. Lord. I know, it's a long time ago. What we're doing is WWWF, All-Star Wrestling, uh, which I guess if we're using our naming conventions would just be WWF, right? Because yeah, we drop a W. WF. Worldwide yeah, Federation. I, I know, but WF, it will it's always, always be WF. W, it's always WF. It doesn't matter how many extra Sorry. Ws they got. Excuse get, me. Get, get with the lingo. Oh, so <laughs> Parv or whatever. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, the Parv lingo. Uh, from September 1375, now... Without doing a whole recapitulation of All-Star Wrestling, I guess I'll briefly uh, summarize what it is. One day, Gary Michael Capetta bought a company. No, And then he sold no. it to a Vince. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was, uh, this show is actually only four years old at this point. It started in 1971. <laughs> crazy, I, considering there... like how long it, it would end up going. Yep. It, uh, as you know, folks, if you've listened to OVP, there was heavyweight wrestling, mm-hmm. and that was taped in uh, Washington, D.C. area. And in 1971, they moved everything over to Pennsylvania. Championship Wrestling started in 71, and that was taped in Allentown. Right. And All-Star Wrestling was taped in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. This is where they make hamburgers, I is think. It a horrible dump. <laughs> it's, like, somehow worse than Allentown. It, it is. Like, I don't even understand how they could find a worse place, but they found it. <laughs> Let's see what Ian Riccoboni has to say about Hamburg. Yeah. I mean, we always pick his brain on Allentown. And anyway, so the show's rather new here, and All-Star Wrestling is the one that everyone knows, or maybe you don't, would become challenge essentially in 1986 so this right. ran from 71 to 86 during this time period was it like a b show as much as it just was like more wrestling yeah i think like it, it was the same thing as yeah, championship exactly okay for most of the original runs it was pretty much interchangeable right. although i don't know that any uh major development ever happened on all-star and maybe championship had a little bit more I don't know. This episode seemed like things were going on. There's things going yeah. on. So we're going all the way back to 1975, which is an era that is kind of a dark era uh, of the WWF in the sense that, you know, Bruno had been the champion from 63 to 71, very hot period of time. Mm-hmm. Ivan Koloff was the transitional champion to Pedro. Right. The Pedro era was still good, not as hot as Bruno. Ew. But, yeah. you know, it, Pedro was a big deal, I guess, in the early 70s. But people didn't like him as much, right? Not they, they as wanted, much. We want Bruno. We want Bruno. Is that what they said? That's what they, that was it. They were outside the WF headquarters. Picketing. Yeah, the headquarters. Democratic National Convention <laughs> signs from the stud thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the Stan Stasiak transitional reign brought it back to Bruno. 
And that's kind of the era we're in, Bruno's second run. We have a, a new guy, which we'll get to in a bit, who would go on to be something. We'll talk about him. He'll, right. he'll help open the show with us. Not a lot of shit going on. This is not a hot period for the, the WWF or WWWF. Or just the WF. Parv. That's kind of really it. There's going to be some names you recognize and a lot that you don't. Maybe. There's a lot of people on here. I'm like, who? Yeah. Like, who are these people? But there's uh, some familiar faces here. This is hard to believe. It's eight years before the period of time that we're covering in our old stuff seems from like 86. Lifetime. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a lifetime. And this is actually the earliest All-Star Wrestling available anywhere. It's uh, You can get it on the WWE Network if you have that. Or the WWE Network. WWE Network. Yeah, this okay. is where we watched it from. We right. don't have the original we didn't or anything. Even, like, we didn't even try to venture over no, no. to Richard's Land no. like, or anything like that. So. Right, we didn't go to Dick Land. <clears throat> so without further ado, folks, it's WWWF All-Star Wrestling. And first off... I am excited to be back to like really old WF because I kind of liked heavyweight wrestling from the 60s or whatever. It was fun. It was just very stupid and like, it's just like, whatever. It's just like, this is a show. Let's smoke cigarettes and (laughs) watch wrestling. Yeah, exactly. In all honesty, that's what it was. It's not bad. Uh, We get the uh, disclaimer from the WWE network, you know, the technical difficulties, most complete form possible, yada, yada. Can I say one thing about that, that note that they always put? I actually appreciate that unless it's like absolutely perfect, they warn you. Yeah, I always thought that was like their standards are actually very high for they have believe it or not. There. Yeah, yeah. WFD and integrity don't really go together, <laughs> but for their footage, they are very like if it's not perfect, it's like you they get tell the, you. you get you get the message. Yep. Like yeah. Now I don't know what's missing here. I can't tell. Didn't, I didn't. Other than dubbing the intro or whatever, yeah. it didn't seem that bad. Yeah, right. You know? And uh, so we open with Vince McMahon's famous discretionary viewer participation is advised for the following wrestling ex- exhibition. Discretionary viewer participation is advised for the following wrestling exhibition. And obviously this isn't the original song, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible, like, dubbed cowboy funk. It, like, stinks. Cowboy funk! <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. It was horrible. Uh, the intro itself, too, like, visually, it sucks, too. Yeah, just clips of wrestling, but in, like, a small box. <laughs> it's like, why? What? <laughs> they have a full screen. It's what like they, a Sega CD. It's like they were like, look at these cutout effects. Like that's that like bad. literally. There's a lot of like bragging that they have television equipment the in this. Tech. Yeah, they they are very braggy about it in 1970. <laughs> They're like, well, the whole company sucks, but look at this new TV gadgets we got. Like, you know what I mean? Yep, 70s gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're joined by Vince McMahon and Antonino Rocco. What? <laughs> yeah, it's him. Uh, and Rocco's like laughing at nothing when we start. He's like sweaty. <laughs> like it's disgusting. What an like, unprofessional way. He's like, <laughs> like he looks like he had two bottles of scotch. Like he finished it before this. <laughs> And then went on camera with Vince, right? He's all disgusting. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to All-Star Wrestling. Vince McMahon standing alongside Antonino Rocca and Antonino. We've got one whale of a tag team match here in the feature match. And the announcers here are wearing their matching bright red jackets. They're terrible. The whole thing just looks so dirty. And Vince <laughs> and Rock look like they're in like a dark alley. Yeah, it's like, creepy. It's weird. I I'm love like, the wait, 70s. Is there wrestling here? <laughs> I love the 70s yeah. presentation. It is so dirty looking, yeah, right? It's I, so funny. I just don't understand. Like, was it this dirty in this place? Like, was it <laughs> like, or is it like, I've always wondered, like, does the the way the camera quality was, does it make it look more filthy than it actually I think was? So. Like, you know what I mean? There's that distinct 70s look to footage from that time. There just is. It just looked like that. Yeah, it just looks like everything is disgusting. <laughs> right. Like, and I don't, 
like you see footage of New York and stuff from well, back it, then. New York was disgusting. It was, but I'm saying like it even just the way the it, the camera colors things, I feel like it adds a level of grime to it that's yeah. like extra grime. There's extra grime like, on it, the lens. It, I was like, there's no place on Earth that's this grimy. It's impossible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It must be the camera, partially. <laughs> also, by the way, did Vince just like having broadcast partners with weird accents, by the way? I, Rocka, Patterson, Bruno. It's, it, there's a history here. I don't, <laughs> right? There's like a lineage of people <laughs> right. that like don't speak English well, like, but their job is to speak English. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and Rocka is a trip on this show, oh man. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so Vince tells us we're going to be seeing Billy Graham. That's the newcomer, Quinn. Uh, Vince is all excited, of course, because, yeah. you know, I mean, oh, <laughs> muscles. Oh, oh. He's like genining it up. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's going to be so great. Ha, ha. <laughs> Probably the greatest physical specimen in all of professional wrestling, the superstar Billy Graham. Tremendous guy. What a power. He got a bishop, my God, bigger than the chest of any man. And I have no idea what Rocket just said about him. But anyway, to the ring, where Jim Barbecue welcomes us to All-Star Wrestling. Still looking old somehow. <laughs> yeah, like um, the same as 83. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not younger. The only uh, thing is he has, like, white shoes, so he's a little more festive. A little hip. Yeah. Uh, promoted by Phil Zacco, as <laughs> he usual. He never leaves. <laughs> no. uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All-Star Wrestling, promoted by Phil Zacco. The hard camera, you notice this too, it's like all tilted. Yeah, it's all sideways. Like, it's like They look like they're on like a, a sailing ship that's like sinking. <laughs> yeah. like, Did they not have a monitor to see that it was crooked? They I don't, might not have. They like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, our referees for tonight are going to be Wee Willie Weber and Dick Worley, of course. Dick wearing a normal ref shirt for some reason in the yeah. 70s, that is not... Yeah. That does not seem right. Because in the 80s, this guy's wearing like Adidas shirts and like, wearing, like a care. bowling shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, really shit. weird. Now, you notice this too. Jim Barbecue, that's our affectionate name here for Joe McHugh, he flat out says his name normally. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking maybe that tradition like developed in the next few years. Yeah. Like the, ah, Jim Barbecue. Because like, you know, like, he's just like, Joe McHugh. Yeah. <laughs> like all normal. Not even, not even that fast. He's like, and I'm Joe McHugh. <laughs> like, it's like, what? It's weird. Like, excuse me? That was jarring. And my name is Joe McHugh. But anyway, our opening contest here is scheduled for one fall with a 10-minute time limit. In the ring from Clementon, New Jersey, shout out to Mike Fireball, mm -hmm. is Tom Stanton, who to me looks like a backup catcher for maybe the Pirates or something. I think he works in the bar down the street, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, that's how he looks, folks. Yeah. His opponent, with the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, is Superstar Billy Graham, or <laughs> as Jim Barbecue says, that Superstar Billy yeah. Graham. Here is that Superstar Billy Graham! Yes, that superstar. Awesome. Like there's other ones, yeah, but that one. This is, the is one. this is him. This, this is him. the this is the superstar. Yeah, that one. Uh, Graham does look like a star, of course. Yep, in tie dye, all proud. Yep, the originator, very, very proud, very proud. Dick Worley, by the way, has maroon pants on because fuck you. That's I mean, why he's never really ever gonna. That, you thought you were like, oh, he's wearing the shirt, right? It's like fuck you. <laughs> Here's look at my pants, Dick. <laughs> That's how he is. He doesn't care. Yeah, he always does his own thing. <laughs> he does. Uh, Graham takes like a million years to take off all of his gear, sunglasses, bandana. Just to piss everyone. Yep. People are like, this sucks. Yeah, like, like, you know? Come on! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wizard has like a Werther's original colored coat on, by the way. Uh, <laughs> grandfather. Uh, Wiz takes <laughs> off Graham's shirt all slow as the crowd sarcastically whistles. They also do a bit where Wiz can't get Graham's shirt off because his muscles are so big. It's really silly. It is. Like, it's actually funny. He's like struggling like, with it. Yeah. Get it off. I can't get around the muscle. It's good. <laughs> Graham poses because of course he poses and then we get a freeze frame of like the bicep i'm like okay calm down. like why for, 
And this is starts the trend of like weird, like why are we replaying right yeah, now? Oh my or like God. why are we doing playing around with the camera shit? It's like, like they just got their instant replay or something. They use it I, a lot. The way they act, it might have happened like last week. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like the way they act, like it's like we finally got the instant replay <laughs> <Right>. machine. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, the shitty clunky bell rings. And the commentary is scarce, to say the least. We get a crappy takedown by Graham and a few punches. The ring is so loud. It's like... It almost sounds dubbed in, all these... And you could throw, like, a fucking egg on the ground, and it would sound like an earthquake went off. Like, it's very sensitive. Very sensitive. Choking by Graham, and he kicks Stanton out of the ring as Vince finally talks again. It's nice to see that he's still there. Yeah. Uh, more punching. By the way, this is Graham's second appearance only on All-Star, we're told, so he is really new here. Rocka says a bunch of crap. It's like, hey, the fish is fish, fella, and you know he's still in mid-bag. Well, absolutely. I'm going to see, you know, after all, uh, he don't face uh, big caliber wrestling yet, but he's a very impressive. He's a magnificent specimen, you know, and I'm going to see what a big guy around here, you know, General... This was like unbelievable. You needed like a dictionary yeah, and like a thesaurus to like, and then you needed like a special hearing device to like <laughs> maybe slow, maybe send his voice down to like 0.5 right. speed so you can even like get what he's saying. And I'm not going to rewind it and get everything he says. I don't yeah. have time for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Uh, crummy back elbow by Graham and then an elbow drop. Graham with some nice walking around here as we see a replay of the shitty back elbow. There was no reason for that replay. Like, it was nothing. <laughs> It li- this is what I mean. It's like they literally like look. We have replays now. Yeah, like it's what it's let's, like, let's do it on everything. Yeah, it's like anytime they do some modicum of offense. Yeah, we got to replay. Since it. that's not really offense, isn't very often. In back no, that's in true. Headlock years, so. <laughs> very occasional. Yeah, uh, Graham with a cover off of whatever and uh, picks up Stanton at two. Rock is all like, "What the back shoes about for shoe?" Not even English. He was like, "Bear shushu shushu shruddle dooga dooga joe." Like I was like, "What?" Well, I got, I got a little sadism inside in his bloody collections, and I believe he was short. What the fuck is he saying? <laughs> it's awesome. Another pull-up uh, at two by Graham and here. And this is pretty long, Yeah, huh? it's longer than we're making it seem. Yeah. This squash. Yeah. Uh, corner whip. And then another one. The fans sound like they're doing their taxes here as we get an uninspired bear hug by Graham that gets the win. And Rock is all like, well, he got a shot and shot, you know, if you do. <laughs> Sean, sure, Sean, show him. She, she, sure. Like- well, he got a shot and shot, you know, and he want to show off. That's all. Me and you both wrote like what we thought. Our he was transcription. Saying. Yeah, it's just like I was trying to like follow the syllables. Like I was just like I don't know what he's saying. Vince says he's undefeated. Well, yeah, he's been here like twice. Yeah. Uh, this was very um methodical, I guess. Uh, we go to break. We come back for a tag team match. And the ref looking all dirty, like shirt untucked, yeah, like just awesome. smelly looking. Like, he, I don't, he, it's he, like what the fuck. I didn't. I never heard of him. Wee Willie Weber, I yeah. guess. Uh, Cool. Fine with Hot me. Hot ref. Hot ref here. In the ring are Buddy Porter and Bud Sawyer, who both not look... Bu- not Buzz Sawyer. Not Buzz. And they both look like they drink a lot of Bud. Yeah. Uh, their opponents are the new WWWF Tag Team Champions of the World, the Blackjacks. Wow. They so are. Lanza and Mulligan here. Lou Albano is with them, all proud, of course. And Jim Barbecue clarifies, maybe for Sean Mooney in the future, mm-hmm. this is not a title bout. Just Sean to- Mooney should have watched <laughs> this, just, just this one, just so he knew. Just in case you thought the Buds yeah. were getting a crack at the belts here, they're not. Uh, mm-hmm. Albano also wants to be introduced again because he's a jerk. And BBQ, like, the rare, gets, like, all annoyed with Lou about that because... <laughs> 
everyone usually does, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, like, gets annoyed at Lou. It's really hard to piss off BBQ. It like, is. Yeah. He in more times, like even when he gets interrupted, he's like, "Oh, oh okay," and yeah. then, you know, like. He never, he, but in this case, he's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, basically. It's like, Mr. Albano, I've introduced you yeah, already. Yeah, right? exactly. It's funny. I already introduced you, Mr. Captain. The Blackjacks fire each other up by punching each other as Vince goes on about how the former champions, Dominic DiNucci and Dominic DiNucci and yeah. Pat Barrett, Ooh. are trying. <laughs> Are trying to get a return match. Why does the seriously like? Why are the former tag champs sound like they're just nobodies? Well, we know who Danucci is. Yeah, but I, I mean, Pat, who, who he, is that? He replaced some other guy that Danucci was a tag team champion with, but got injured anyway. It feels like the tag champs are like the guys who are on like the leader bowl in your like bowling like <laughs> league or whatever. Like it's just some guys. Like they, they probably are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rocco's insight is absolutely General Dino. I have no idea. What? That's what he said. I swear. Uh, Mulligan starts with Bud Light here as Albano wanders over near Vince and yells shit. He's so fucking loud. Like, you can just, like, hear him just like, so sweet, so fine. Like, you know, like. Yep. And Vince says, that's the unmistakable voice of Captain Lewis Albano. He's very Lewis in this match. Lanza in now with a shitty hammerlock. Arm, arm, arm. This match was very arm. Oh, a lot of arm. Holy shit. Albano is still wandering around yelling, by the way. He won't shut the hell up at all. Yeah. Uh, no matter, by the way, how many times I ever see Lanza wrestling, I always think of him as the guy yelling at Hillbilly Jim to get the fuck out of the ring at he WrestleMania 3. He looks like an agent now, like as a wrestler. <laughs> he does! Yeah, it's, it's like, oh wow, he stopped like sitting on a chair and came out and put on some underpants and started fighting. Like, what? You know exactly the moment I mean, right? At yeah. the end of the Hillbilly uh, yes. Midget match, yes. where he's like, go! Get, get the go! fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah. Mulligan's in now. Arm bar. Arm, 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 and more arm. <laughs> the other butt is in now. More arm shit. This stinks. Like, I don't even take notes during this match because I'm just, I literally wrote arm, arm, arm. And then it's I like took a, took a fucking break and looked at like something like that was like processing a video I was doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Not even kidding. It's just arm shit. Uh, so he tries to punch out Mulligan, uh, but Mal- Mulligan just tags on Lanza. More punching now. Vince asks Rocca if he thinks the Blackjacks should give a rematch, and Rocca's all, Well, uh, Belly General running in condition, forked them a match. Got a on a pia. They won the match. <laughs> Seriously, every time Rocca talks, I feel like confused. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to, like, have deep thoughts about, like, what he's saying. I'm not kidding. Remember Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy? Yeah, those yeah were exactly. Awesome. Those kind of deep thoughts. They were great. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. Well, I believe General got the authority, I believe, you know, the athletic commission to force them for the match. Because, in my opinion, they were very, very, very equal. And one of these very rare circumstances, they won the match. They don't impress me, but unfortunately, I remember again, General, they won the match and they are the champions. Rope choking by Lanza now as Vince reminisces about the Blackjack's title win. Mulligan's in now with a front face lock. And then we see an unnecessary replay uh, from like a minute ago. They need to chill with these replays. They are really out of hand. I know. Like, especially in this match because nothing's happening. <laughs> this is like not the time for that. Don't like highlight that this sucks. Yes, you know right, what I mean? Right. They're like, look, a minute ago, it, it sucked. Yeah, still a minute sucked. ago it sucked. It still sucks. <laughs> and fuck you. Crappy claw hold by Lanza gets the 
in. I'm, Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you know the fuzzy and cheap nature of all this feels very like Jersey Shore boardwalk. <laughs> it's like oddly comforting. It I is. don't know what it is. There's something comforting about these old slow WWF like, shows, right? I feel like this could have been filmed on the boardwalk in like you a know pavilion, like, like a very dark alley way Jenkinsons. of like Jenkinsons like you walk into like a building and you're like well there's a lot of room in here and then like <laughs> you, it's all dark and dingy like you know like back in the day when you go on the Jersey Shore boardwalk and those those like areas where they let you take a shower but it was like indoors and yes. there's like one fucking light bulb in there <laughs> like it's like that and it, it, I don't know like this literally could have been that it could have been like, you're like right. what's this and then you like watch it for a second oh this stinks it's like it's just like an arm lock or whatever and then you just go to play like fucking skee ball or something you know now we go to a ringside interview where Vince is with the Grand Wizard and Billy Graham I gotta say Wizard here is a lot less like blah McMahon like than he is yeah. in 83 he's very talking yeah. he's got a lot to say and you can understand him very articulate yeah can you honestly take a look at superstar Billy Graham and tell me you have ever seen a finer specimen? Uh, Graham poses as Wizard goes on about how great he is. Superstar now talks to Vince, who's 30 here, but he looks 44. Again, that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I always say that. It means it means you won't age. I know, that's true. If you look 40 at like 20, you're doing it right. Yeah, because then by the time you are 40, you look you, the same. It's like your body's thinking ahead. Yeah. It's like, it's like okay, I know like I won't look old when I get old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Graham's like, don't touch me. Don't ever touch my arm. Don't ever touch my body. This was really funny, <laughs> actually. <laughs> it was. And then he makes fun of us here on the East Coast for eating our TV dinners, sucking on soda pop, eating the French fries. Oh, also the fat husbands and the fat boyfriends. Damn, he's like proto Rick Rude. Right? Like he makes fun of everyone, yep. but like in like real terms, yeah, you know, like husbands, wives, fucking kids, whatever. He really, he really was a pioneer, man. Yeah, he really was. He's way different than the rest of these guys. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Even uh, if his wrestling is horrible, it is horrible. Yeah. Not as bad as Jesse Ventura somehow, though. Is yeah. that funny? No. <laughs> And he's like, I'm the woman's pet and the men's regret. Uh, Graham now calls out Bruno San Martino, who he says is sitting at home in his overstuffed easy chair. Is that not accurate, though? Like, it's very, it seems right. Like his yard, like, yeah, Larry's tend, yeah. tending to it while he's sitting on his chair. And Graham just starts yelling. He's like, fat, butt, bellied, out of shape. And he says that Graham got his suntan in Death Valley where it's 150 degrees. I love this so much. <laughs> oh, he is just very like, he's a fast fuck man. you, Bruno. So <laughs> yeah. You suck, you fat piece of crap. Like, you know, like it's just yep. on and on. Oh, and he's been listing thousands of pounds. Thousands. Yes. Thousands. Drinking mineral, mineral water. That's, and, that's healthy back then. And he eats all of his steaks raw. He doesn't even cook his meat, which is really good. That, you know? That's to the extreme. Like, remember very. how Rocky, like he, he had the eggs raw. Like yep. that. He, that's how you knew he was like, superhero or whatever serious yeah yeah it's just like so a whole steak not cooked that's yeah. got to be like fucking insane oh right? imagine the protein the protein folks uh graham actually calls wizard the whiz and makes a proud well, face nobody beats him so. <laughs> and then vince has this hilariously perturbed this expression weird, yeah. yeah as graham is accusing bruno of paying off the promoters on the east coast to keep him away but he's now here in technicolor and if you don't have a color tv go sell your car so you can get yeah, one just to watch him on the, and you know what? Brilliant. Here's the thing: is that if you actually like followed his orders, yeah. you would realize, wow, this is really dingy looking. <laughs> like, I bet you it looked way better in black and white. Probably does. Yeah. Doesn't highlight the grime, right? Yeah. Uh, Wizard storms back in now to close things out as Graham is just posing away. I love how Graham was just walking into the camera, like while Wiz was talking. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was good. Like he literally like walks into it and like 
he sh- he like the the camera's just like black yeah because like his muscles like in the way <laughs> he keeps going it's really good yeah. uh back to ring to- ringside for our next contest here first from cape cod is manuel miranda all fat and like a purple singlet horrible <laughs> his opponent Fresh from the castle in Malta. Oh, there he is. The Baron Mikhail Cicluna. Yes, everyone's favorite Maltese tax fighter. <laughs> That's uh, part Baron. of the 83 canon, yes. if you want to check that out, folks. I'm excited for this because I feel the win is yep. right here. He's going to get um, it, Quinn. Yeah, and, and, you know, he'll get another, you know, 20 bucks or whatever he, he needs. needs. that win. Yeah, yeah. He needs it so much. It's an entire career of building up to pay off the, the Maltese government. It was in disrepair, yeah, that castle. Yeah. Anyway, circle lock up here in an awful takedown by Baron. Some choking here, knee drops and elbows. Which continues for a while, just heal offense, you know? Kick his ass, Baron. <laughs> Kick it. Now, Rocka butts in to give uh, credit to Miranda for taking on Cicluna because he's oh, so... Oh, you understood that? Yeah. <laughs> he's so futsy. Uh, <laughs> more like footsy with these stomps, eh? There you Very go. Very good. Vince responds to this conversation by bringing up how we just saw Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I, hate when, I hate when they do that. I totally no sells Rocca. Yeah. More casual tossing around here by the Baron and walking and shit like that. Meanwhile, Rocca says, Venevitivici or like something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> Probably. I don't know what he means. Uh, speaking of Baron, this arena is rather quiet. Mm-hmm. Just don't besmirch him. <laughs> Dumpy kick by the Baron. Get that purse money. Take it home. <laughs> Miranda lands a bunch of punches here, but uh, Baron with a kick and a stomp. He's wrecking this guy. It's, he so, is, it's so glorious. He never like, gets a win. He never ever wins. So this is to me, it's like, this is a moment in time. It's good. I will always cherish this victory. That's right. And a knee drop gets the win for the Baron. All right. 20 bucks in the castle fund. It's all, it, 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 now we're moving. I'm happy we're for We're moving him. along. I'm not going to yep. lie. Uh, next up, we have both guys already in the ring. First is Frank Monty. He looks like a dirty San Francisco sailor or something. I don't know something. what that means. I, he, he, just, like, he looks like he's on the docks in San Francisco. Specifically San Francisco. Because they said he was from there, so I, I, I put two and two together. He's pretty well built. Yeah. Honestly. He's dirty, though. He's dirty. Yeah. His opponent is Francisco Flores, who proudly hoists his sombrero. Very proud. I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty has Hulk Hogan's 1993 tights that he wore when he wasn't wrestling. You know what I mean? Like Weird. the red ones with the yellow. Oh, uh, where he's just hanging and banging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or calling out Yokozuna or right, whatever right. he does. Uh, nice pair of arm drags by Flores here. So apparently, I looked this up. Monty was a seasoned journeyman in the NWA territory, which makes sense because this guy's actually good. Yeah, Monty. I- I was very surprised with this match, yeah. so I'm not going to lie. And he takes over with some punches, corner whip, and I'll tell you what, if you like punches, if you like stomps, this is the show for you. I think Hercules was, like, studying, probably. Like, he's taking notes, watching this one as a little, as a little Hercules. As a little Herc, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that while Atlas and Samson were kind of like, you know, like, doing other grow shit. little yeah. one or whatever. Grow little one. That's what they said, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Florida's in the 70s, <laughs> that's when they were raising him. Yeah, a long time ago. It was. Flores fights back in the corner with right hands and a corner whip. This match seems fairly even, I must yep. admit. Is it, is, it, is it not just me? Like, I'm, like, surprised. No, no, no. It's very yeah. back and forth. Good yeah. action. Monty begs off. Finally, the crowd is actually excited about something here, and you know why? It's because Monty, the journeyman, the veteran, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to, like, get the crowd yes. to care. He's not just... <laughs> right. Instead of doing, like, an arm lock for ten minutes. <laughs> right! So he lands a kick and then chokes Flores on the ropes. Get him, Flores! Yeah, come like, on! Fight like, back! I was, like, rooting at this so point. I. I'm not even joking. So, so Vince wants Rocka to pick a winner, and I honestly don't even know what he said. I'll tell you what he said: Chaka Flegetto Flores. <laughs> like I think so. I think he said Flores. I guess so. Hip tossed by Flores, and Monty begs off again as we see another useless replay. Literally no, just no reason again. I know. Like why do they keep doing I don't this? Know. Just stop interrupting. <laughs> 
This is like why Vince went probably ape shit when they had a box they could put it in because right. then extra like he can just throw them for whenever. no reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally whenever he yeah. wants. They do that to this day. Yeah. Uh, Flores with a double chin lock, but Monty powers out of it. Double wrist lock, though, by Flores, but Monty sneaks in with a punch to take him down. Monty tosses Flores to the outside, but he quickly leaps up the steps to meet Monty on the apron. And then another dumb replay. Come on with this. You know, I swear with the replays thing, this is really making me think about it. And I swear Vince does this because he wants it to seem like it's real sports. And written yeah. in, like, real sports, they excessively use a replay. True. It's almost kind of like what keeps the it's a sport part of it alive and is it, the fact that you show a replay yeah you're at, yeah production wise you're right yeah it, it makes it still have a, an, an inkling of like no they're really fighting yeah like, you know what i mean and that's a good point and in the mid-70s it was still very much treated mm-hmm. like a sport right it's it's more of nowadays it's more of like an old vestige of like making it seem like it's an athletic it, competition it, exactly that's yeah, a fair point uh, Flores with a comeback consisting of some punches and a body slam. I legit don't know who's winning this match. I'm, I'm serious. Yep, you can't tell. Yeah. Uh, Flores tries a hammer lock, but Monty with a fireman's carry to toss Monty out of the ring. The suspense is like killing me. Who's going to win? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I, know. I was like, what is how? Who? What? So he stomps Flores from the apron. Both guys are counted out. Oh, come on. What shit? This was good. It was like the best match of the yes! night, too. This was good. Monty celebrates, though. Heel. Of course. Uh, yeah. We go to break and we come back for our last match. Well, curfew will be imposed here. Make sure you remember yep. that. It's very right. important. One fold of curfew. Get the fuck out of here, kids. <laughs> like, once, the ma- once the bell rings. So it doesn't win, lose, or draw. Get out of here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Both Blassie and Albano are there and they're introduced first. And next we have the face team. It's Louis Sardon and Tony Parisi. They're very high. high. Like, they're, yeah. like, who are these guys? I've seen Parisi before. What? We've seen him. We have. Yeah. I guess so. As a jobber in 82. The name sounds sort of familiar. Yeah, we've right. seen him. They're going to be taking on Bugsy McGraw, who we've also seen elsewhere, who's mm-hmm. actually good, and Waldo Von Erich, who is Ooh. not actually good. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah, who? Waldo Von Erich, folks, is Fritsch Von Erich's storyline brother, not real brother, not an Atkinson. Wasn't there, like, another Waldo that they, like, one of the, he was uh, the other brother, you too? You mean Lance Von Erich? Uh, was in the eighties. I thought there was also like a Waldo kid version or something. Or Lance. Waldo's son was Lance. I don't. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's I what think, it is. I think it is. Oh, it's yeah. just so stupid. He was, it was the fake brother's son. Yeah, yes, extra fake. He's like Very doubly bad. fake. Yeah. Also, lots of international flair here in Hamburg. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Good point. Nobody's nobody's American in this main <laughs> event here. Yeah, because Sardon is French. Parisi's right. Italian. They're all like notably like they are introduced from these places. Bugsy's American. No, or is he from no, Canada? They said, they said he was like from Germany or something. Thing. Bugsy? No, Waldo's from Germany. Oh, sorry. Then it was the other way. He was from somewhere not America. Maybe though. Canada. Yeah. Uh, we have a bell and then a bunch of nothing as everyone kind of just stands around getting sorted out here. Uh, Waldo and Parisi start punches by Waldo, but Parisi fights back. And Parisi is all fired up. Hell yeah, man. Lock up in a forearm by Parisi. Lock up again. Eye gouge by Parisi gets a pop. More punches and more forearms, and Waldo is frustrated. Boot to the head by Parisi. He is fired the hell up. You're right, Quinn. Albano now fats up onto the apron for a minute while Blasi just slaps his cane on the mat. Mm-hmm. Sardon and Parisi both leave the ring while Albano is busy slamming a wooden chair on the floor on what the is outside. What's going on? Like this, scene. this felt like unprompted. I like I don't know. He's like, I hate everything. Like <laughs> this stinks. Having like, a temper tantrum, yeah. right? Uh, the heels act like they've won, but meanwhile the faces re-enter. With Andre the Giant? What the hell? How is this fair? Like, what? <laughs> well, because the two managers. Yeah, so the they're two bringing philosophy, out... philosophers are like fat old men. Like, Still. Like, what are they going to do? Well, there's a cane involved. They're cagey. Yeah, but Andre the Giant, it seems like overkill. It's like bringing in a fucking tank to fight like <laughs> a, like toy soldiers or something. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> funny. He's just there to keep an eye on yeah. things. That's all. So Andre has his very 70s like poodle haircut, and he yeah. just stands around. Looking rather thin here. Peak Andre, man. Very thin. Yeah. Mid-70s Andre was a great wrestler. Yeah. For real. He was still very good. I have good. Andre Rusimov or whatever. <laughs> like, he's not even... No, it was very nice to have yeah. him. I'm yeah. a French giant. Uh, lots of walking around now as finally Parisi and Von Eric lock up again. Corner charge by Parisi misses, and so does a knee drop from Waldo. Sardon now back in to walk the, work the leg. McGraw tags in, but gets taken down by Sardon, so Albano blatantly runs in, punches him. Dick Worley just doesn't even seem to care. There's a lot going on here. He doesn't <laughs> like, just fucking fight. Like, I don't care. <laughs> now, Andre wanders over, but literally does nothing. He's wandering all of it. Be careful, though. Be careful, mate, so you don't trip. Uh, forums by Bugsy, and he distracts the ref, though. So Andre runs literally over to Blassie and Albano, but they move, so Andre just punches Bugsy and said, meanwhile, Sardon tosses Waldo into Parisi, who tags him with an atomic drop. I guess Waldo was there. Uh, Parisi misses an elbow. Both men down. McGraw tugs back in. Blassie sneaks in some punches on Parisi. And damn, Blassie actually doing shit. This is rare, yeah. right? We never, you know, we're doing 80, we've done 82 and 83. Wizard and Blassie don't do shit. Like, Blassie sometimes gets punched occasionally. Very rarely. Yeah. It's all Albano, man. Wizard never takes a bump or does never. anything. Yeah. But, uh, man, Blassie's fired up tonight. Yeah. Body slammed by Bugsy, but he misses a vertical splash. Tagged to Sardon, who cleans all of the house. He very cleany. Very clean. He tosses Albano, drop kicks Blassie. Great stuff. Crowd likes it. It's completely silly now. The ma- managers are, like, all selling hilariously. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, pretty good, actually. It really is. You know, yeah. like, both faces are just ping-ponging Blassie around. Yep, Albano's yep. doing his melodramatic style. I liked all of this. I did, too. It was just stupid. Really stupid. Yeah. He and Blassie are just flailing around on the outside while the faces are firing up the crowd. The heels stand around stupidly. Waldo tries a sneak attack Parisi, but gets his ass kicked. Body slammed by Parisi. Heads up top to land a knee drop. Abdominal stretch by Parisi, but McGraw makes the save. The managers run back in, so Andre gets into the ring and gets their asses as we just fade away. Curfew. Yeah, super fucking fun. Yeah. Just a great ending. Wasn't there. it? It was just yeah. like a chaotic, silly, this is just stupid, a scene. Yeah. big scene. And that's how the show ends. The All-Star logo comes up. Roll credits. Uh, as far as the show, wasn't anything of importance, obviously. Was, I don't think it was meant to be. It wasn't bad and it wasn't good. It barely registered. It was just there. But the main event was really fun. And that Monty Flores match Why was actually was that, good. Yeah, that was like the match of the night to me. I was like, this yeah. is really amazing, actually. Right. So overall, as a show, it was just a fun, stupid, dumb slice of the old boring WWF era. It was, it was fine. pretty decent, all things considered. It yeah. wasn't even that boring. No, like, I guess It wasn't not. even that boring. Because Graham's promo was fun. Yeah. I mean, and, it, I felt like the first, like, the, the first two matches with the Blackjacks and, and, yeah, was, and um, Graham were just awful. But, but you had a good promo. Yeah. Fun match with the Monty. Just thank goodness the Monty and Flores <laughs> showed up because they fixed the whole thing. That was, yeah, that really perked up there. Uh, Rocco was unintelligible, so that made it entertaining. Yep. <laughs> Rocco was, uh, that was, I, I, there's no excuse for that. I have like, no idea what he was saying. <laughs> I mean, he's being, he's supposed to be a commentator. Like, I don't understand. It just doesn't make any sense. I, whatever. But it's fine. No comment. So anyway, anymore. folks, yeah, if you want to watch that, you can do that on the WWE Network. If you have it, it is a September 13th, 1975 All-Star Wrestling. Overall fun and stupid, uh, like we try to be here. But folks, guess what? When we come back next week, it'll be a new month. It'll be June as we get very close to winding down the season. So I want to remind you of a couple of things. Twitter at OVP Podcast. Follow us there. 
You can leave us a review. Please do that. If you have iTunes, Apple Podcasts, do that right now. Uh, obviously, just leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. You can donate on Patreon if you want the extra content. I encourage you to at least check it out. Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. And finally, be sure to vote in the new Royal Rankings and Royal Flush for next season on Facebook. But Quinn, until next time, until next month, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. Thanks for being with us. We are out of here. See ya. you to ask me any questions i want to ask you a question how does it feel right now you how do you feel for the first time in your life standing actually talking actually holding a microphone actually interviewing superstar billy graham tell me the truth are you not mesmerized are you are chills not going up and down your skinny little spine? Are your boots not shaking? Actually standing this close to the body. By the way, don't touch me. Don't ever touch my arm. Don't ever touch my body. I want to know one other thing. Not only you. Oh, how do the people? On the East Coast, feel right now at home eating your eating your TV dinners, sucking on your soda pops, eating your French fries. How do the women feel? The ladies right now looking at this body. How do the husbands feel? How do the husbands and the boyfriends feel? Jealousy, envy, because I'm the women's pet and I'm the men's regret. But most of all, I want to know one thing, brother. I want to know how Bruno San Martino feels right now, sitting at home in this overstuffed easy chair. Bruno San Martino, superstar Billy Graham, the superstar, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that's too sweet to be sour, is talking to you. Fat pot belly, out of shape, white skin. Do you see this suntan, San Martino? This is a California suntan. I got this suntan in Death Valley where it's 150 degrees, running in the desert every morning, lifting thousands of pounds, training hours on end without stopping, drinking mineral water, eating all my steaks raw. I don't even cook my meat. meat.